0: Log Talk Radio. Mm
1: law.
2: Or will you choose to lose your soul as you disappear into
3: Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for all of the trials and tribulations. And they do seem to be never ending, Father, and and to, to different degrees of magnitude across all of the world. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you will help us always to remember that we are part of one body across this entire planet. And that, um and that we are, as as it says in Philippians three twenty, we you know, our citizenship is in heaven and and let us let us understand completely and and through and through our our entire soul and spirit what that actually means, and to be able to hold into prayer and a continuous remembrance our fellow brothers and sisters as they are going through more and more difficult trials and more and more difficult. Um, life situations, then we are here in this place, which, by the way, we just praise you, Father, for the um, the analogies or the analogous information that aligns Babylon to the old Babylon under Nebuchadnezzar to this Babylon. Uh, and uh, it really does help us to be able to measure those things that occurred back during Daniel's during the captivity, uh, to the dynamics that we are in even today, and it is reasonable to estimate from the the storyline of Daniel in captivity under Nebuchadnezzar, and all the horrible things that actually happened, that many of which we don't, many of which for many of us don't even know about, nor do we recall about the millions that were slaughtered, millions of your people that were slaughtered during that period. Oh Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that we will be able to see these dynamics, these we see how. Uh, the, the the lands of of Nebuchadnezzar the lands of the original Babylon line up so interestingly to our uh place here in this Planet, which we are merely sojourners of. And and Father, we praise you for helping us being born of the water and, and, and of the Spirit, to be able to see these things and to sense the Word and to be able to feel it and spiritually discern it and be able to see those parallels and understand that even while other parts of the world were suffering in most horrible and horrific ways during Babylonian captivity, um, the people that lived in Babylon were living relatively well. And Father, you know... These are things that we don't have a lot of data on, but from what we are able to derive from the things and the teachings and the and the uh, and just the scripture alone, it it was it was a noteworthy difference in lifestyles. And um, Father, we should expect nothing less than this in <clears throat> in the world that we're in right now. And we praise you and thank you because we see the tidal wave coming, we see the the phoenix about to collapse, essentially the the um, the new Atlantis phoenix of uh, uh, of uh, Sir Francis. Bacon. we see the darkness um the dark walls if you will closing in on us ever so slowly uh because of the way that our government is compartmentalized and we praise you for that but yet at the same time father we don't we see also the opposite we come, the complete flip side of that taking place in in um parts of the world that are absolutely overflowing with incredible um uh uh, uh Just Holy Spirit filled revival churches, and and many of us here in Babylon don't even realize it. We've never been abroad. We've never seen some of the Spirit filled churches in South Korea. We've never experienced the incredibly huge gatherings of believers that occur over in Australia. We are unaware of uh, how many of you know the, the strength of the influence of the Holy Spirit tongue speaking churches over in New Zealand. We we just don't know. We don't know. We don't have any personal experience. Experience. We haven't seen it. We haven't looked into it in Brazil. Our fellow brothers and sisters in Brazil, Oh, Father God, and, and, in, and even in, in parts of the world, Lord, when we do our homework, but many of us do not, uh, that are overrun with uh, you know uh, offshoots of the uh, original Roman Catholic Church and the Church of England and all, and uh, you know a lot of the um, uh, Orthodox churches that go all the way through the Eastern Bloc states and such. Father God, we just we praise you for helping us to be able to see these things. We praise you for helping us to be able to acknowledge that these are all of our brothers and sisters and regardless of the uh, minutia that keeps us separated that there will come a day when the bride of Jesus Christ or those of us who contend and hope to be able to stand before Jesus and to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth to Jesus for uh, Luke 21:36. we just pray in the name of Jesus father that you will fill us with your power you will fill us with an understanding you will touch us with your holy fire and we will be baptized in the presence of, and, and completely submerged in the power of the Holy Spirit, and to understand what it means to have the power that God has at our disposal, to be able to speak against the demons of darkness and bind and cast them into the pit, and understand what the scripture means in Matthew 18, 18, when it says, that which you bound on earth is bound in heaven, that which you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. We praise you, Father God, and we thank you for helping us to understand these things, to keep our mind stayed on things above them, not on things of this world Colossians 3 verse 2 and to continue to persevere no matter what it is we're going through to get ourselves back up to never let the devil no matter what sin it is we may have committed no matter what difficult time we may have gone through understand that these things have happened before time and time again and Father God that your, your mercy endures forever oh Lord Jesus you are our advocate to the very very end which is the very very beginning of the glorious time that any of us can ever imagine experiencing in all of eternity and we give you praise and honor and worship and glory Father God because we would have it no other way let us Father God persevere to the end let us be strong and filled with the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit and to stand against all forms of darkness and ignorance oh hallelujah thank you Jesus and understand what your word says is what the way that it is and we praise you for that and we thank Father for that, that pouring of your power and we just pray that it will continue as we press and uh deeper into the end times, and thank you, Father, for showing us these things as we as we just uh surrender surrender into every part of our lives before you, Father, because we are we don't have a shot we don't even have a shot if it wasn't for your mercy. It wasn't for your advoc- ad- advocacy, Lord Jesus, and your blood. We plead it upon us all. We pray that we will have a humble and contrite spirit at all times, always being the tax collector in the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisees, and living the Beatitudes, being the Beatitudes. In Jesus' name we pray and give you all the glory, Father God, both now and forever. Amen.
2: Watch and
4: pray,
2: for I would
4: come for you one day, I
2: gave you my book so you would know,
4: the time I
3: God, thank you, Jesus. So I did have, um, uh, you know, somebody, well, I get, you know, I'm not a ton of email, praise Jesus, but, uh, you know, good enough. Uh, The Lord gives me opportunities, which are awesome, praise his name. Um, But anyway, um, yes, I still do have a little bit of, um, it's it's really really deep and it's just annoying. It's kind of, that kind of thing. And I have a Z-pack, but I've been kind of a lazy I've been lazy I admit it I had uh, an extra PTO day off Um, it's weird but I told Wednesday that I had kind of a um, a detonation and explosion it went uh, something that I was working on a million dollar project plus uh, you know uh, went sideways a little bit Um, it's it's hard to explain exactly how these dynamics occur but sometimes you run into clients that the way that they communicate or try to tell you something you know you have to write down detailed uh, diagrams and things like that to what they're saying and if you don't understand their saying what they're saying that creates a challenge uh and uh anyway long story short, i got ahead of it praise god and i just want to thank every single person out there uh that has taken the time uh to lift me up in prayer because i'm pretty sure now I would have been gone uh, and and who knows what that ripple effect would mean um, but you know in companies like mine it, it, it is very similar to the big four in the sense that um, you can have one mistake you can make you can you can do a thousand incredible unbelievable projects to, to the tune of millions and millions and millions of dollars customers asking for you by name relationships to build all kinds of things like that but just one all it takes is one mistake and it's not even a mistake that's the fascinating thing about it it's not that you're doing anything different anything wrong anything why would you why would you you know um that would be absolutely ridiculous and silly um uh you know but once in a blue moon if the customer is big enough the numbers and the signs are big enough and the, and the lights are all shining on on in your situation and you're thrown into the fire Uh, well then, uh, you know, it's a kind of a sink or swim situation and if the customer isn't, you know, you know, if there's a communication up there, uh, you know, it, it can be very very challenging because people are limited on times and you know so anyway I spotted it I got ahead of it I mentioned it uh, you know I threw out the fleece for prayer and I praise God for every one of you that prayed for me because um, it may be the only reason why I'm going back to a, jo- a job on Tuesday at least I think I am uh, but anyway I, <laughs> you know what I mean and I and not so ironically I also had a uh, the Lord amazing our father is amazing now of course you know um, we have our comfort zones and my comfort zone is not ventured um, outside of you know corporate America that that has always been my comfort zone Um, I don't want to have to you know deal with 1099 taxes and I'm not really good with checkbooks I can make myself good but I also recognize that when you start your own business you have to you know you're running late hours Um, you know it gives you a lot of advantages uh, but it also gives you a lot of disadvantages and those disadvantages are things that you have to learn to live with Uh, and uh, anyway so uh, you know I, I am intimately familiar with those and I'm trying my hardest to through your prayers, thank you, Jesus, for all of them, uh, to uh, navigate uh, this dynamic. As you know, it, it's just very, very hard to explain, uh, but it, it does happen. And praise God, I got some very positive emails. Even though I took Friday off, they let me. They let me because you know because I anyway, it's complicated. But anyway, it was strategic, really. Um, my taking Friday off, it was like I could have sat there and burned the hours. For those of you who understand consulting, I could have burned the hours anyways uh, and kept myself busy doing you know, trivia. And tonight. Them. But I realized that, you know, things were going quite as well as, you know, and, and it, and it hasn't been this whole pro- the project that I'm on right now has been an absolute disaster. We were talking about it even before the project started and the leadership was all kind of going like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is, you know, a, a, a gigantic, you know, a truck full of, you know, Labrador and that kind of thing. And, you know, we're holding the uh, bag of that kind of, you know, and all that we, we knew it going into it. And, um, uh, they, for whatever reason, uh, you know, I'm right smack dab in the middle of it. And if it wasn't for your prayers, I believe. Uh, that you know things would be very different, and I just praise God that they're that, you know thus far uh, they're still going it seems, but could kill on a dime uh one thing is for sure you know i i'm i listen i'm i you know whatever the lord wants you know we have to get to a place in our walk so what does this mean to you what this means to you other than that i am praying fervently for every single person who lifts me up and even mentions me by name for to the father at all i am beseeching the father on your behalf and praying for all the listeners the program but especially those i'm asking for a tenfold blessing in the name of jesus and divine holy fiery power of protection around you and your family as as i ought as your fellow brother and sister out of love all right you know i'm not a brother and sister because that would kind of make me like i don't know kind of like no forget that i'm not even going to go there kids that's not what i meant don't think about those kinds of things okay yeah there you go don't think about what they tried to make you watch in the library you know the other day at school and all that yeah i know i know just just i don't know run out of there and, and claim religious exemption and watch how they reject you still right kids <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know, oh what a crazy world we live in right now Anyway, so I think in, in a lot of the cases, you know, it, 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 well, I, I believe with all of my heart that it is truly a miracle, um, <clears throat> you know, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see what's going to happen. Um, I and uh, having consulting time, you know, one-on-one consulting time with a friend of mine that, that uh, retired, and he's gone all the ins and outs of the 1099 stuff, so I have to go there. If I, if I have to go there, I have to go there. You know, Lord willing, Lord will lead the way. Now, if the Lord doesn't want me to, you know, change, then, I'll, then through your prayers, because uh, the Lord will, you know, here's the thing. We think, okay, Romans 8:26. likewise the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that that cannot be uttered. Now then, that is, wow, a super deep, mysterious scripture, but at the end of the day, God's will be done. I mean, really, that's just the key. We don't know. We might think we know what God's will, but boy, if I, like I said, if I had a dime, if I had a buck for every single person out there that has just made a terrible, terrible, terrible mistake, thrown their entire ministries away, <clears throat> you know, will be known on, uh, you know, on, uh, uh, globally televised in some cases, um, uh, you know, Christian broadcasting tele, you know, television programs, etc., and stuff like that. You know, they stuck to their guns. I, I don't like that term. Father, forgive me for even mentioning it, they stuck to their positions, they believed that the Lord told them exactly what was going to happen, or within a, within a season, uh, they based their entire, uh, you know, ministries on it, and I've seen, oh my goodness gracious, my gosh, I cannot tell you how many we've even had on this show multiple times, and in um, thus far, nothing doing. Uh, so we're just, you know, we're all looking around, going, okay, Lord, so, um, you know, now, I don't know if I'm correct about this, but believe you me, I'm pretty sure you don't get even as much of as a cupcake with sprinkles on it for being right about anything. Now, like I've joked about before, if I am blessed enough to make it to um, to the uh, marriage supper of the Lamb, maybe Jesus will like, you know, when he was when he's like throwing out his little, you know, party favor rewards, uh, you know, after the dinner, uh, and, you know, writing on that big white board in the sky about all the things that we hypothesized about and spread and told other people and said, wow, wouldn't this be amazing, and, you know, kind of Malachi 316 stuff, praise God, uh, you know, uh, that maybe, uh, you know, maybe I might have got one or two things, right, and uh, Jesus will throw me, you know, a pack of uh, Andy's candies, and by the way, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Andy's candies don't last forever, I didn't know that, now, that's kind of dumb of me, I admit, but I just figured they were so pumped with, you know, who knows what kind of strange, you know, uh, substances to cause them to last longer than a Twinkie, but they don't. So they're evidently um, have more, fresh, uh, I don't know, ingredients in them and less uh, preservatives than a Twinkie. Evidently, a Twinkie can, can – out- well, I've heard. I don't know if it's is true or not. I mean, kids, I mean, tell me if I – I don't know. I'm, am I right about this or not? But can a Twinkie survive a nuclear blast? <laughs> it, it can. Where did you hear that from? Where, look, wait a minute. I'm, I've seen a little sign up here from Reason You heard that from – Wait a minute, hold, I, I can't. Can you write that a little bigger, buddy? Okay, uh, Nickelodeon. Oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> I cannot believe that a Twinkie will last longer than a. Oh, that's okay. You gave it your best shot, kids. What do you think? Give him a hand. All right, Nickelodeon. And oh my goodness! All right, God. Speaking of which, speaking of which. I'm going to try to get Terry on here. But anyway, so I was given – I strategically went ahead and asked for a PDO. Uh, It was – it's a long story, but I gave back, you know, the hours that I, you know, knew I wasn't going to be using. While they're making adjustments to the project, that we're going to bring in another guy to join me. Uh, We're going to, you know, come and get it – try to get the information that we need at the level that the client wants us to get it. I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but there's. It's sort of like this. I'm the guy who designs where all the plumbing and the fixtures go in the skyscraper, and how all the water moves up inside of it, and and where all the checkpoints, and where all the you know if if there's an explosion of one of the pipes on the 35th floor, I want to make sure that not all the units below it, you know, there's cutoffs and all that kind of stuff. I'm that guy. Okay, well, the client's working, operating in, in, you know, like, hey, I don't really care about where you're running the pipes. All I care about is what color are the fixtures. You understand? I want, you know, the, the client is focused on, so anyway, so we're going to bring in another guy, which I recommend, by the way, uh, you know, and I hope he does a good job. I know he's really new, so I hope I didn't throw him into a three alarm. Actually, it's probably more like a 12 alarm fire, but um, we'll see what happens praise God. But in the meantime, I, I always like a plan B. Uh, I do believe now I know this isn't something that you will you'd really have to stitch together an awful lot of scriptures in order to make the argument for this, which by the way, it is a strong argument when you do that. Uh, but that, that concept about the Lord, our, our Father, you know God helps those who help themselves. There's Believe me, if, if you stitch together the right number of Proverbs and Psalms and things like that you can make a very strong argument that that is absolutely the case. Now, you know, but on the flip side you, know, you don't want to get too tied up in that because when you understand the body of Christ and how diverse it is and how important it is to our heavenly father, uh, that even the people that the doors of the, of the, uh, you know, of the churches and, and you know, the uh, synagogues, et cetera, are so important to him and that, you know, we all have different talents and it, it, that's. You know, it's just kind of coincidental that, that equals talent, and talent's really money, and the, and the parable of the talents and rewards. But nevertheless, you know, um, you know I, I you know, I always have shared with people time and time again over the years that it's, you know, whatever it is that you, you have, you know, if you – look, maybe you're not an outgoing person. Maybe you're shy. Maybe you don't want to have somebody walk over in the restaurant and dump a bowl of lobster bisque right on your head mentioning Jesus. Huh? Well, anyway, again, prayer. Prayer is the number one ministry you can set up a true prayer ministry. I do strongly recommend that you learn spiritual warfare prayers. I have on tribulationnow.org or tribulation-now.com or tribulationnow.com or tribulation-now.net. <laughs> right? <clears throat> I have all the, I, at the, at the, at
4: the
3: at all the same site. I'm in the links, and I'm just looking. I'm trying to uh, focus my eyes here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. the links, if you're using a regular browser on a PC or whatever the case, uh, the, it, you just have to look for the white links on black. Now, if it's a mobile device, it might be at the very bottom of your screen. you got to scroll all the way down past the articles. And it just says spiritual warfare prayers, and there's a whole bunch of them. But when you go back to Romans 8:26, God's will be done. See, that's the key. Sometimes we we we're praying for this to happen, right? Maybe it's because we're afraid, you know, like me raising my hands, right kids? I mean, you know me, I'm a big Freddy cat. I am. I'm a big Freddy cat and I get depressed at the snap of a finger, which by the way, is not ideal. OK, so I have to repent and I have to I praise God for first John 1, 9. Thank you, Jesus. That that keeps going. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, if we confess of our sins, he, our father, is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And in days like today, when we look around us and we know, know our Bible really well, it's kind of, uh, well, it's kind of, you know, makes you wonder. But, you know, I would rather be the tax payer or the tax collector renting my robe and not thinking I'm worthy to make it Having a contrite spirit—it's not, you know. It, it, as Paul put it, you know, heaven forbid that you should go out and sin that you'd receive more grace. No, no, of course not. But you know, in our journey, we are continuously in examining and and and, and repenting, hopefully every day, sorry confessing every day, and working to stop doing whatever that is that we've been doing. Some things, some hills are harder to climb. Some of them are big mountains. Some of them are giant mountains. Some of the things that we have in our lives have been burned in our lives and our behaviors and the way that we think since we were children. And it's not easy. You know, renewing of the mind is not, you know, it doesn't, it, it's not a flip of the switch. Okay. And then for those of us like myself that were trapped in one saved all day for the vast majority of my life, uh, you know, then I really have to be careful because I, I'm vulnerable. Okay, I have you know, I know too much about uh, all that belief system, the evangelical police. I have to deal with my family, which are very much part of the evangelical church entity of the United States of Babylon the Great. I got, I got you know, and then I've got to balance now because of the global scope of the radio show. I've got to be able to recognize that somebody who lives over in France may not have an assembly of God, uh, you know, church down the road or a Pentecostal church down the road from their house. They may have to drive 50, 60, 120 miles just to get to the closest one. And it, you know, might have like two members or something. Who knows? I don't know. I, I doubt that's okay. So what I'm just saying, um, you know, and I have, you know, just for the fun of it, I looked at Assembly of God in Pentecostal churches in Weymouth, England one time, and I was actually quite surprised that there was uh, something to the tune of, uh, I think between the two of them, uh, probably about five in the, in the general vicinity. We'll just leave it the vicinity. Now, how far that is, mile for mile for mile from any given place in, in, in you know, in, in essentially, I don't know what they call them. Is it province? Is it county? What is it? What is Weymouth? I, I know it's like a little town, but or the other way around. I get a guy down in sideways. Kids, help me out here. I don't understand how the United Kingdom works. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, the United Kingdom for them, uh, they're actually taking a second look at things. They're seeing all the creepy weirdness that's going on with Fauci, I guess, uh, and the Senate, you know, and blah, blah, and this, that, and the other thing. And it looks like they're starting to have second thoughts about the uh, COVID pass. <clears throat> now, what does that actually mean? And excuse me for clearing my throat. I, I have a pack, and like I said, I've been kind of lying low the last couple of days. Uh, just, you know, I, I, what is it with us in the grass is always greener thing? What is that, like, wired into our DNA? Why is it that I look forward to taking time off from work and then I dread it when I have it? You know, I know why it is. I know what it is because I'm I'm not, you know, I can't just make a phone call and say, you know, hey, Sally, uh, hey, Tony, come on. Hey, why don't we go out to the, you know, um, uh, Bonefish Grill and get ourselves, you know, uh, this, that, and the other thing, you know, kind of hang out and talk about stuff. I don't have that option. Okay, and, uh, you know, praise God. That's just fine. Uh, That brings me back to that really, really cool. I love it. Um, Praise God. I I think it was, uh, you know, maybe made in heaven just just for me and some of of the rest of us who are in our own, uh, 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 as Paul put it, um, I am a prisoner for Christ. Uh, We're all in our own prisons, even if we're in families. We could have like eight people in our family, six people in our family, a husband, uh, you know, a brother, whatever the case is, all living there. And, you know, you would think everything was kind of honky-dory, but, you know, it says in Proverbs, it says – uh, uh, more blessed now I'm dorking this up okay because I'm doing it from memories but it's in, it's in Proverbs it basically says you, you're you know you you're more blessed if you have a dry morsel and uh, peace than you are with a food full or a household of feast with strife okay basically in, implying that if there's strife in your house and people don't get along and they think you're some kind of a weirdo and you, they, they, they think you know they're ready to turn you into the authorities next thing you know you're going to be like a fulfillment of the prophecy that Jesus had an Olivet Discourse and you'll be brought before magistrates and blah 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 blah, blah. you know and, and and yeah, I mean you know we see a lot of this kind of weirdness going on out there. So it really doesn't matter if you have a big family. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, if they don't, don't live in your house and aren't giving you a hard time all the time, uh, you know, and, you, and you're able to pray for them and um, and use a little bit of wisdom when you're around them and not like smack them over the head with your Bible every single night. You know, oh hey, thank you for inviting me to dinner. Uh, did you know that if you don't stop sinning, you're gonna go to hell. Ah, uh, you're all gonna burn. We have to use a little bit of wisdom, you know, Jude 23, you know, it says, and some save with, with, um, and some save with, um, um, uh, compassion, knowing the difference, and others uh, pull from the fire, uh, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Uh, you know, uh, and, and and you know, uh, worn with fear. You know, hating. You know th- that thing. Uh, but the the key word there is we got to be able to discern the difference. And I think really nowadays that that the, the the takeaway from that scripture is a little bit deeper and more relevant than it was maybe a few years ago. But I don't know, you know, because I never really lived in like eighteen twenty or 1860 Sixty-five, when the West, you know, when Montana was barely even a state, and there were still like you know Apache Indian tribes that wouldn't go on the reservations, and then on you know, you know like kind of oh, you know, dances with wolves era and stuff. I, I, I was never alive back then, so I imagine it probably could have been very hard. Um, and uh, you know, I don't know, but anyway, nowadays we just have to kind of you know use wisdom. Understand compassionately, you know, I really believe the Bible's uh, over, overarching theme in, in, in the New Covenant is love. I really believe with all of my heart that it, the key is love. And when you really absorb and become, First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, where Paul talks about love, It is absolutely amazing. Now, before I I go jumping into the news and we bring on Sister Terry, praise Jesus, I do want to share this to you, but only, Lord willing, let me just see, because... I'm hoping my PC Study Bible will come up. I uh, oh, it's a it's 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 a finicky old app, and and I love it, and it it it's a local applic oh no, loading references from Bible Mentor. No no, maybe it'll go past it. Praise Jesus! Come on, please 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 please, please keep on going. No, maybe it will. Maybe not, no. I mean, no 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 no. Uh oh ah. No, looks like I went off into la la land. Um, I do have a backup, but uh yeah yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, that's why I get stuck a lot of times because uh, it, it has to, it, they're constantly updating. You know how it is. They are constantly updating the computers. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It, it got past that little thingy there. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. It's really choking. All right. So I'm going to keep on going. Oh, wait. Wait. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the update was that went on my computer a couple of days ago, but my goodness gracious, it took it
4: forever
3: to load it. And I was thinking to myself, well, I wonder how many strange spyware, you know, gizmos and gadgets from the bowels of shield that they've installed on my computer this time. For those uh, out there who are uh, Windows 11 resistant, you know, not Vax resistant, but Windows 11 resistant. A lot of us are that. All right, praise God. But anyway... Um, um, <clears throat> Alright, uh, but yeah, I'm going to, since it did come up, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, I will take the time, because uh, I will take that as a sign from the Lord, uh, that uh, I'm going to just share this with you, because it's just so cool, and I've shared it before, but I'm going to share it again, because that's just how cool it is, okay, because, uh, you know, and I know a lot of people get all freaked out and weird and stuff, but I have discovered, I've been very blessed, thank you, Jesus, with, with uh, you know, investing in the PC Study Bible, even as far back as 1998, uh, when it was, you know, way out of reach for me, and and um and and, and uh, anyway, long story short, uh, you know, the competitors. There's only really one real competitor out there, and um, it's known as Logos, and that is insanely expensive. And I've been told by a person who actually spent the money on Logos uh, that was a good, you know, close to me and everything, that the output that I was getting from PC Study Bible was actually better than what he was getting from Logos, which is interesting because it was about half the price. But I invested in a little bit at a time, and I don't even know is the divine providence of the Lord. Uh, it goes back to that Romans 8:26 scripture. You know, we can be praying, uh, dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that little Muffy will—or that's a bad example. Let me think of another one here. Um, but but you know, when we pray over certain aspects of our lives, because you know we're not really living Joshua 1:9. Be strong and of enough good courage. Be not afraid, nor thou be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. The problem is the devil's always going to be punching you in the head and telling you that you're unworthy. <clears throat> <clears throat> Which of course you know that you're unworthy, so that kind of makes it double, and, and you know, and then you're like, well, I rebuke you, devil, you know, and, and you know, but it's it's a constant battle, and um, and for any of us who care, and we should care, because we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, our mind, and soul. Alright, so praise Jesus. So, you know, th- and there are priorities. So sometimes we'll pray for things. I even have a little witticism on my phone that, that shoots by in my little, I have a screen, you know, it's like shows photographs, like in a, a picture show, and I put all these little sayings about Jesus on there, uh, but you know, it, it'll I, there's one, it, it, and I'm going to butcher it, but it basically it says something along the lines of, maybe the reason you didn't get what you asked for from the Lord is because he was protecting you from Something you should never have had, you know, but of course, you know that I'm telling you that's absolutely brilliant, all right, but people uh you know so so again eight romans eight twenty six is interesting because some you know but that doesn't mean we stop praying. So you see what I'm saying? Uh, like you know, Luke, you know, Luke 17, you know, um, all that. It's all in there. It's all over the Bible. We never stop praying. We never stop praying. We never stop praying because um, whether or not you are praying in tongues, now that's ideal because that'll that'll go right past all the demons of darkness that are going to try to hinder your prayers. All right, we've covered that many many times. Uh, but also, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, if, if you can't, um, then you got to push through more. All right, that means you need to you know get on your knees and really. Pump into it. You know, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Not that the t- combination of the two isn't a whole lot even more effective. Praise God. So I can't, you know, I'm not suggesting one or the other. I'm suggesting both. Praise Jesus. Especially this, but nowadays, are you kidding me? Hallelujah. All right so anyway um but yeah no I learned over the years that um there were just I don't know bits and pieces uh because of the I'm a fervent book reader uh now lately I haven't been reading as much as I should be but I I'm you know I got to sort it all out you know when, when there's a funny when when you're not totally surrendered to God and you when you when you think you are but you're not the earthly worries tend to bother you more <clears throat> And you tend to take them along with you. Um, now, if you're in a place in your life where you don't really have a lot to lose, you know, <clears throat> and, and you know, you're, you got a good solid retirement income coming in, uh, you know, you, you're set. You know, so as long as that check comes in your mailbox or whatever the case is or transferred automatically into your bank from wherever, you know, you name it, Fidelity or whoever, then you're in pretty good shape even if it's SSI or whatever the case. Now, if it's not enough SSI, that could put you, put you in a really crummy, crummy spot. All right, but anyway, the point is, you know, it, it puts you in a slightly different place. When those options are off the table for you, like all of these people that are quitting their jobs, now we're getting ready to have it. We have a big strike going on up in Canada. The truckers, I Emmanuel, uh, he's been rating me pretty regular. He's a trucker, you know, cross-country trucker in Canada. And he was telling me, he goes, I've decided I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take the shot. They're putting making a mandate for the truckers up there. And he, you know, so I guess he just handed in his, uh, see you later. Not going to do it. And you know what? I respect every single person's choice. Praise Jesus. I, I, I you know, I, I look, there are places where people are not given any choice. And and they're make, they're clamping it down. They're making it so that they can't even get they're, they're finding them. Can you imagine being fined four thousand dollars? Think about that. <clears throat> and now praise God that hasn't happened to us in this country yet. Okay, but um, but nevertheless, uh, it, you know, this is happening out there. Now, what is God going to change the tide? Is He going to call a, an audible? Uh, you know, is it, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Now, what is possible if our Heavenly Father does call an audible and things do shift? Oh, I would love – I sometimes I just say, Father. It says, yeah, remember, love is key here, but I also believe with all of my heart that I am not praying for a fellow brother and sister. I am simply lifting up a situation that is amidst the leadership – Mm-hmm. And we'll just leave it at that. Okay, I'm not going to get into all the Te- Wheat and the tears kind of thing. Um, you know, then I'll just say, Father, you know, vengeance is yours. Vengeance is yours. And I walk away from it but i do call it up to him and i say vengeance is yours so if our father decides to interject stop some of the darkness allow some of these for the very first time in the last 12 years that i've been doing this stuff actually i've studied conspiratorialist history for since 88 um uh and uh, gobbled down untold numbers of books some of them very large had many of those people come on as guests uh historically in the past and um i you know so if Something big happens and, you know, they, they pull an Al Capone kind of a thing on Fauci and say this, that, and the other thing. You lied in front of Congress, uh, you know, uh, and they bust him for this, whatever great vengeance is god saith the lord thank you jesus that is not i'm not ever going to pray I, I you know i will pray for peace i understand why we're supposed to pray for our leadership why we're supposed to pray for our countries it's not about it's not about us getting out of all the trials and tribulations because th- there's never that promise okay but it is to pray that our trials and tribulations can be minimized so that we are able to serve god less Hindered by the ugly of the world. All right, praise Jesus. That's really what the essence is. That's really why we are asked in Timothy and also um, Romans thirteen to pray for our governments. But it's it's always people always take things. They look at it and they're like, oh, this means this and this means that. I mean, you've got the entire. Oh my gosh, there's entire cults that are that are created. Uh, uh, you know, uh, to uh, follow Romans thirteen and to twist it so that uh, they can tell anybody who works in the government that they were chosen by God. You know. Um, and so was Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, you know, so but you people just, you know, anyway, so it's just, but listen to this. 1 Corinthians 13. If you go to the New Living Bible, it is really kind of an amazing translation in regard to the NLT. I'm sorry, the New Living Translation. <clears throat> and let me see here. Um, I want to go to the part. Okay. Yeah. This is the part I wanted to share. One body with many parts. Okay, this is talking about the body of Christ worldwide. Okay, we got to get it out of our head that it's talking about our local, you know, whatever, uh, non-denominational church down on, you know, Huckleberry Lane or whatever. This is not what it's about. This is talking about all of us together worldwide going through all this stuff. That's where the bride is, <laughs> I mean folks, so um you know, when I pray for different parts of the world, and that the Lord will touch people, and you know, I know that the, our Father doesn't want one to perish. I know that Jesus died for all of the people in all the two hundred and forty countries, including the forty three countries, including the smaller island nations, etc. I get that you know and then now when you get your arms around 8 billion people with 2 billion professed christians and you understand that if folks it, it, uh, it's not whew, wow it we really got to open our hearts and our minds and understand the depth the, the gigantamundousness of the body of christ who does jesus love out of that body do you know okay so anyway, um, one body with many parts. Listen to this. Now, this is out of the NLT. This one, first time I read this. I was like, wow. Um, now, don't don't get me wrong. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna do a deep dive research or whatever, I'll use the New King James. I'll usually if it's a paper Bible, it'll be NKJ uh, NKJV parallel with Amplified because I think Amplified does a really good job, <clears throat> and it still has all of the language that it ought to have from the Texas Receptus, uh branch of the uh, text. All right, praise God for that. Now. Anyway, so in the NLT, listen to this about the body of Christ. This is just absolutely beautiful. Okay, it may not be absolutely to the letter, jot, and tittle perfect. I don't know. I haven't done that kind of an analysis, and maybe it is. All right, but um, uh, boy, the way it reads is just amazing. And I love the Word of God. I want to know. I want to understand. I want to feel these things. I want to become them. You know, I want to be the Word. I want to be it. I I want, you know, it's... That's how we should all want to be. And understand the importance of the new eternal contract or covenant. Praise God. All right. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So listen to this. Okay. Verse uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews and some of us are Gentiles. Some of us are slaves and some of us are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share that same spirit. So right there, it's not about denomination. It's about the sharing of the spirit of Jesus. Okay? Amazing, huh? Okay, then it goes on in verse 14. It says, yes, the body does have many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says I'm not I'm not part of the body, but, uh, but I am, and I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, well, then how would you hear? If your whole body were an ear, well, how would you smell anything? Our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would it be if it only had one part? Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, Some parts of the body that seem weakest and less important are actually the most necessary. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care so we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care be given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony amongst the members in the body of Christ, so that all the members care for one another, if one part suffers, all of the parts suffer with it. Isn't that true? If you have like, if your foot is like, you know, and you've got this big old, oh my goodness, and it's just cramped up and it's like the whole body is like, ow! ow, 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 ow. If one part of the body suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. Apostles and prophets and teachers, those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help help others, those who have the gift of leadership. Let's hope that they're leading them in the right way. Uh, and those who speak in unknown languages. I wonder what that means. No, I don't. We are all apostles, are we all? Are are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret those unknown languages? Of course not. Wow, boy, this would put an awful damper on the average Pentecostal. (laughs) <laughs> praise God! Thank you, Jesus. And I still think they're one of the you know best groups out there. Praise you Lord! Thank, especially when it comes to receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. All right, and casting out of devils. All right, praise you, Jesus. But anyway, this is amazing. So it says you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. Um, but now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And he goes in and he talks about love, all about love. Love is the guiding, ethical. It is wow. If I could speak all the language of the uh, of the of the earth and the angels and didn't love others, I would be only a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I had to give the prophecy if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, if I had such faith that I could move mountains but I didn't have love, I would be nothing. Doesn't say you can't move mountains out of faith. God will do things for other people through you, but it doesn't mean that you're, you know, Doing what you ought. Verse 3. If I gave everything I have to the poor, even sacrificed my body, I uh, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or even rude. It doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. Ah, It doesn't remember. Forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. It does not rejoice about injustice. It rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It doesn't lose faith. It's always hopeful and endures to every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless. But love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. Even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. Wow, that's beautifully stated. But when full understanding comes, all these partial things will become useless. Mm. Yeah, now I want like um, a a triple parallel Bible. I want uh, New King James, Amplified, and LLT. (laughs) Praise God. Right, kids? Hallelujah. All right, kids, come on, snap out of it! How, how come it is when we get deep into the scripture, you guys' minds start to, you know, want, you're, you're you're good Jesus kids. You don't make okay, Hallelujah! All right, those twelve Bible verses I wanted to have uh, memorized uh, next Friday or, or whatever. All right, praise God there'll be a uh, uh, what do they call that? A uh, we'll have a quiz. How about that, kids? A quiz. Kids, what kind of an award did the dentist receive? He received a little plaque. (laughs) The dentist, you know, received a little plaque. What do you think? I don't know. That's kind of gross. Kids, what do you think? Yeah. I don't like that one either. It's kind of creepy. Um, uh, Yeah, no, floss, uh, floss after, you know, at least once a day, children. Uh, But, you know, some people say three times a day. Some people say more. Some people say walk around like a geek and carry your floss with you, every single place you go. So, and, and, you know, and and be sure to floss with your mask on. Okay, kids? (laughs) You know, you wouldn't want to catch anything. Right. I know. Kids, how do you fix a cracked pumpkin? (laughs) patch. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah, kids, with a pumpkin patch. Oh, my goodness. All right, hallelujah. Oh, I got to check. I'm going to make sure this center uh, here in the office is working right. Um, long story, but I won't talk about it because it'll take up time. All right, praise God. What stays in the corner yet can travel all over the world, kids? What stays in the corner but can travel all over the world? A stamp. Stays in a corner, but can travel the world. Come on. Okay. I know. Some of these were pretty complicated. Some of these were pretty good. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. On that note, let's go ahead and head into the news. Praise Jesus. All right. Hold on just a second. Here we go.
2: Ladies and gentlemen,
4: may I have your attention, please? (laughs) It's not normal. It's
2: just wrong
4: this is dying
2: game
4: over
3: All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I was going to play this whole clip, but I'm not because of time. Uh, but um, just so you know, uh, the situation in Jiang, uh, China, Xi'an, China, and other neighboring areas now is way, way, way out of control. And there is actually footage that is leaked out, and they are barricading people into their homes. Uh, they are locking them down. I mean, they're they're not messing around. I mean, this is pretty horrible, folks. And they're treating them like worse than – it's just awful. It's just terrible. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. In the interest of time, though, there's too much very important news, so I want to get it out so that we give Sister Terry as much time as possible as well. Praise Jesus. And, of course, she can go to 930 or whatever Eastern, in so, She has an hour and a half if I stop in five minutes, but it'll probably bleed over another five. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next up, CBN News reports 26 Democrats are retiring. This is beautiful. Okay. This is so like a good thing. I wonder to myself if kingdom dynamics shift and the midterm elections flip the power, which of course is the most horrific things for the satanic um uh uh you know, um crime syndicate from the Balzheole that are running the country right now under the I believe under the full control of Obama. Uh but anyway, uh um, well but if if the Lord does allow things to move forward and the whole pop stand doesn't blow, uh, then you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Praise God. Be ready. Be ready. Constantly reviewing yourself, constantly examining yourself, constantly judging yourself. It says in 1 Corinthians 11, 28, 31, and 32, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Constantly confessing of your sins before the Father and, and repenting, turning away from them, and asking God to, ask to chasten you if it's necessary. Ask God to refine you. Let's not miss this, folks. Let's not miss it. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, uh, but anyway, listen to this. 26 Democrats are retiring from Congress. This was a, a broadcast to the world on the website CBN Christian Broadcasting News. 26 Democrats are retiring from Congress. The last time this happened, they took a shellacking. Now, I could sit here and read all the statistics and what year it was and when, you know, on this set and what happened before, but I'll just summarize it for you. Historically, the last time this many of a given party retired from Congress at the same time. Now, why do you think they're doing that? Now, you could debate this until the cows come home, uh, but uh, you know, the most logical Occam's razor reason would be there's enough Democrats that are supporting the party, but are seeing things blowing up. They know stuff ain't right, they know things are bad, they think uh, it could get worse, and they're bailing. OK, while getting good, that's the most common, easy, most likely scenario. They see what's going on, but they're not going to say nothing about it because they're also seeing the people that are thrown in jail, getting attacked, facial recognition system, the, the FBI black ops operations, the CIA stuff, uh, the, the stuff that's going on around the world. Uh, they, they, they know. Well, not all of them know all, the whole story, but all you got to know is part of the story. And after a while, and how many of them do you think maybe read the JFK Fauci book? That's some pretty creepy stuff. And how many of them have seen the Veritas Operation Veritas report? How many of them have looked, listened to the to, to the Senate uh, subcommittee hearings? Uh, you know, uh, impeaching Fauci publicly worldwide, and he got busted with an open microphone calling one of the uh, senators a, a moron, and saying uh, and also using Lord's Lord's name in vain. Um, right there, I mean, whatever. It's just so. But this is very good news, huge news. All right, again. 26 Democrats are retiring from Congress, and the last time this happened, they took a shellacking. I know you can say, you can use that coined phrase about, uh, you know, statistics, you know, lies, damn lies, and statistics is the phrase, uh, you know, implying that, you know, they don't always tell what the future holds. All right, so we don't know. Okay. God's will be done. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're just going to have to watch and see. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to have to, I don't know if I got to get with a financial advisor because I'm running out of time. I'm going to, I probably have to save in order to save my house, I got to refi it to get the monthly costs down so that when I'm retired, I'll be able to afford it you know paying the bill um because if i because paying it off by now i'm just i just don't think i have enough time i could get close but i don't know uh you know it's so hard to say and, and then then i then i'm kind of like are we staying are we going 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 what is going on and i know there's a lot of people out there that are in that same situation it's enough to totally make it let's hear a praise offering for jesus if you're in that same situation i've been in for 11 years Ha-ha! Hallelujah! Are we there yet? No! Are we there yet? No! Are we there yet? No! (laughs) Oh, the good old days. Before I was too, you know, I was too dumb to understand what actual copyright law. <laughs> I believed all that baloney people were throwing up on their, uh, on their, uh, on their YouTube channels. Anyway, praise God. Let's go, go forward. Hallelujah. Fox Business reports Supreme Court blocks the Biden Ocean vaccine, the OSHA vaccine mandate and allows rule for healthcare workers. Wow. Praise God. So this caused a massive, now, of course, you know, depending on where you are on the world of understanding uh you know the hundreds of rungs that are on the ladder of understanding then you're going to you know do, see things from a different viewpoint and that's true and is that applicable you know country wise and all that kind of stuff yes yeah and are we all still one part of the body of christ uh huh <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to you know we got to yank ourselves out of that that almost borderline narcissistic myopic view of who we are in christ Oh, praise God and really understand the power. Really understand the power. Praise His holy name. Thank you, Jesus. All right, next one up. Praise God. Now, because of that... Monumental uh, Supreme Court event, which uh, blew me away, uh, thank you Jesus uh, you know and, and i didn't think it was going to go through because of precedents, but evidently um, there was there was folks they got sworn by the way, I just wanted to let you know I read several several articles you know not maybe two or three pieces of them, and evidently there were so many committees and groups and you know frontline doctor type groups and things like that that su- that were allowed to submit briefs and stuff to the Supreme Court to review. Um, yeah, it really was an amazing kind of a thing. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, guess what? That sparks a series of uh, jubilation across uh, the world of the Fox News-onians. Uh, tr- we'll call them the Trump-onians. Now, I-, I was a little sad to hear that Trump said something nasty about DeSantis and started making fun of him, which strongly indicates that he's going to be running 2024, and he feels that he might have to go up against Desantis, I just don't care for that stuff, Um, and I think a lot of people don't care for that. But you know what are we going to do? We live in a fallen world. If if you think that we're somehow more saved than some other country because of Donald Trump, that man, you are not getting it. You're not understanding your Bible. Now, if it's a matter of you know him versus LGBT elemento, you know, throw the Bible into the largest burning bin, group of psycho. End of the, I mean, I don't know what to call it. So yeah, no, if it's a choice between one or the other, I mean, you would have to be punch drunk. Uh, but but anyway, all that being said, it, you know, we are not from here. We are sojourners. We are citizens of heaven. Uh, praise God. But you know, I wonder to myself, could this change the tide of the world? Is it possible that this dynamic has a butterfly effect? Because remember, the United Kingdom is getting ready. They're looking seriously at dumping their COVID pass on their phones. Now, I know there's a lot of places in Australia that still completely lost their our ever-loving mind. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But you know something that traditionally does seem to happen pretty commonly is when the United States does something significant that affects global trade, that affects global policy, that affects – you following along with me? Then guess what happens a lot of times? Other countries will follow suit. They'll follow afterwards. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just keeping my eyes on it. You know, I could play, you know, it's, 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 But praise God. I'm just going to keep on going. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Look, it, it opened up a landslide of stuff. Look at this. Fox News reports. Trump delivers what sounds like a 2024 stump speech at his first rally in 2022. Pum, pum, pum. You know, as sad as it is, and you know, as I, as much as I would rather not be wrong, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's like I better refinance fast. <laughs> this could drag on for a long time. Oh my goodness gracious sakes alive! God is full of mercy. Thank you. Th- praise Jesus. But we don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. Wait until you see this. Wait until you hear this. This tells a story. If you if you're a regular listener of this program, you are going to see. But The potential for a story. Now, I've written articles about this. I've written articles about it. I've talked about it on radio shows. I have some up on tribulation-now.org. I mentioned how I thought it was super ultra satanically creepy that Bill Gates came forward in, 20, in the early part of 2016 and told everybody that Donald Trump could be another JFK. I mean, what other way of explaining to the world that he might get shot? All right, and then Trump did one of his largest uh you know um uh, you know uh, I don't know what you call it, worldwide speeches uh, with Brett Baer, uh, you know, and uh, one of the other anchors from Fox, and they sat pretty far across from each other because the pandemic had already started, obviously, but they did it in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Remember? I have that up JFK and Lincoln, what do they have in common? I put that up. On on the web, it's on it's it's. If you go to the first page, you got to go to page two in a normal browser, all right, to to find it. It's pretty far down. It's probably like twenty articles down. But anyway, um, you know, uh, now guess what? Get this. I, I, look, I don't look, I don't want to be even a part of any of this. All I want to do is, you know, as a lot of us want to do, is we just want to bide our time on this earth. We want to bring as many along with us as we possibly can. We want to be good. We want to give. We want to give fervently. We want to lead with passion. We want to love our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. We want to become prayer warriors. We want to learn how to conquer demons and kick them into the next dimension. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And we don't want to miss. If there is a barley harvest and a wheat harvest and, and, and a grape harvest like I've been led to believe, then praise God. Thank you. Jesus, we don't want to miss the first flight off this alien demon infested rock in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Praise God. How can you miss that one? We don't want to miss it. All right. Listen to this headline. Praise God. Another one. Trump claims he could have lost it. He he couldn't have lost the 2020 presidential election because his Arizona rally uh, boasted thousands of attendees and had cars that stretched out for 24 miles, which is true. We all know it was world, one of the world's largest fraud, fraud ever per- perpetrated, and – but here's the thing. Some of the other, so many of the other countries, because of stuff, um, don't like them. <laughs> They're still running commercials with Obama on them. They love them. Over in Belgium, they have like, cartoons with Obama or mock-up, mock-ups of Obama on them. You know, it's weird. Things are not what they seem, folks. If you don't have a global touch, if you haven't blessed, been blessed and you're not talking to people that God sends to you from around the world and having conversations and having them send you photographs from their TV, I've seen it. All right, next one up. Now, this is where it gets a little bit more like this. All right, here we go. Next one. Praise God. Now, I'm going to zoom in and see if I can figure out uh, – let me see. News World Middle East. Okay, I think this is – yeah, this is from one of the major media outlets, um, and uh, I forget which one. Ah, it's like it's like CBS or something like that. Uh, but anyway, it says – listen to this headline. Iran's supreme leader shares animated video depicting an assassination of Donald Trump. Provocative video shows Iranian military targeting formal, former United States president in a drone strike. While he's on the golf course, hmm? what a false flag would that be? Then you wouldn't even need twenty twenty four, would you? There'd be your Black Swan event, wouldn't it? Look, God's will be done. I am not from here. I am not staying here. I'll be happy if I get a teeny weeny little Thomas Kincaid, uh, a house up on the top of a mountain with you know some lions and tigers and bears to hang out with and, you know, and I, I need the snow. I got to have some snow. Maybe I, I, Lord, can I, can I also have one of those like orange saucers? It can be one of the, the, the aluminum ones. I want to go down the hills. Although one of the sleds would be cool too. All right. I don't know. Praise God. I'm I'm having a Colossians three, two moment. All right, praise Jesus. Next one up. Next one up. Okay, there you go. Fire that time, man. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Not during the pandemic. That would be that would downright mean. Right. And never mind. Don't just forgive. Them. All right. North Korea fires unidentified projectile. Report suggests, and they are uh, the, 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 the the let's just say the highly untrustworthy uh, m- you know military industrial complex, which is also the military extraterrestrial industrial complex, which gets extremely dark. And I'm not going to go there. But the bottom line is, what? they are telling the world is that, uh, in fact, uh, you know, uh, China does have hypersonic missiles. Well, come on, folks, please. I'm, I'm sorry. The, uh, the, the uh, DPRK or North Korea has hypersonic missiles. Now, here's the thing. If they do, guess what? They didn't build them themselves. They, either that or they were given the exact diagrams from China, which, by the way, is a good friend of theirs, uh, or Russia. Remember that old saying, you know, he, 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 he who is my enemy is my enemy's 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 enemy or something like that? You know what I'm talking about. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Chair gets completely unglued in fearful political meltdown, and, and in her political meltdown, she basically says and she's talking to all of her fans and all the other people that'll listen to her. Uh, you know, all four of them. Uh, she says, uh, "What's coming is dire." All capital letters, capital D I R E. She warns, "I know it's scary, everybody. You don't want to hear it, but if Dems lose the House or the Senate, we are." And then it's you know it's like you're watching A Christmas Story when the uh, when 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 Ralphie you know um, spills all the lug nuts and they go flying in slow motion up in front of the light beside the highway and he goes
2: fudge
3: <laughs> okay yeah. Yeah, well, oh well. Welcome to the end times. I love you thank you, Jesus. The next one up, praise God. Argentine town goes dark to fight massive beetle invasion, according to video. Weather conditions in the area have been ideal for bugs to breed, uh, uh, having created the perfect storm for the creatures. This follows along very closely with Revelation, uh, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 6, the fourth seal, Behold a Pale Horse. Again, uh, it's purely theory, biblically speaking, but there can be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, seals, and Jesus can come along and pop all the seals, and then the Scrolls can run out in parallel. So remember, you know, at the uh, this is happening in Saint Isabel near La, in La Palma. Uh, but there's like every single show. We have another report: animals, uh, insects, creepy weirdness, the strangest happening. Of course, all of it links back to to Planet X, which, by the way, the Bible refers to. I think as the sign of the Son of Man, Matthew twenty four twenty nine, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, signs in the sun and the earth and the stars, star. Seas roaring. Okay, this is all Planet X stuff. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't forget the, the uh, book of um, uh, Enoch, uh, uh, chapter 65. It says, and no one had, and Noah had seen the earth had it, and knew that destruction was near.
2: Whoa.
3: And forget about 2nd Esther 15, verse 40, where it talks about the coming of the horrible star. Oh, my goodness, the horrible star. Next one up. Praise God. Come on, soundboards. All right, nearly 1,000 flights are already canceled. Those south braces where the winter storm already happened, came and went kind of thing. Bunches of stuff was closed. Uh, some people were still out of power, um, you know, and I don't think they got any snow. Up. I, it looks like the snow. It looks like I was west with snow while I was there, but they haven't got any more snow back at, you know, Nice Berlin or whatever. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I still think I should just sell everything and move up there and take that little bitty bedroom my sister has and just be happy. I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. I can't, you know, I can't, whatever the Lord leads, however the Lord leads, praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. All right, next one up. Israel hit by massive flooding, icy rains hit Israel over the weekend, leading flooding and property damage, and cars completely submerged underwater, and all kinds of horrible things. Which, by the way, they have plenty of pictures and photos of, so you can. It's uh, like I always say: if I read one. Report you can pretty much believe there's probably another fifty or sixty of reports of different countries having the same problem, but there's not enough time, and there's not enough paper, and there's not enough websites, etc. 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 Next one up, hallelujah. Listen to this. I right, praise God. Headlines. After twenty-eight days on a ventilator, family loses legal battle to try ivermectin. Other alternative treatments for their dying father. Two guesses what I think about that. Next one up. Israeli Air Force, United States military holds joint aerial drill over Negev Desert Falcon exercise. The latest cooperation between the Israeli Defense Forces and America's Middle East-focused Central Command. Which, by the way, is where? Where's Central Command? About 15 miles from my house.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, for real. Hmm. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Hallelujah. Freaking. Senator Marshall proves Fauci lied by obtaining previously unpublished financial records. And in there he was able to go in there and establish once again that there was a gain of function as part of the goal, and now he's uh, even putting together a Fauci act, and they, he has a, an appropriate acronym for it, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. But they're trying to, you know, what's going to happen? What happens when one of, one of the people on the board of directors is saying himself, what happens? Is it The whole Glenn Beck thing again? Is that it? Next one up, listen to this headline. An Australian state band signing and dancing. Listen to this. I'm sorry. Band singing and dancing during COVID. Then the Hillsong Megachurch held uh, uh, uh then the Hillsong Mega held a youth camp. Okay, so <laughs> the police are like you know swarming on them and you know, it's the same old stuff. This is happening in New South Wales. Uh, some people say NSW or whatever the case is, but um to health officials in the Australian state of New South Wales told the Megachurch church Hillsong to immediately stop the singing and the dancing. Isn't this fun? Isn't the end times interesting? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hang in there. Keep on praying. Hallelujah. Here we go. Okay. According to Sputnik News, this report, and you can you double check it. So you, you, type in any, it's out there. Microsoft warns of destructive malware in computer systems in the Ukrainian state institutions. How do they know? I can tell you that the new Defender product basically is this collective. It's like this hive mind of computers, and they put it on a whole bunch of different corporations all over the world, and they give a lot of it away for free. And then they take information from your computers, they put them in the big supercomputers, and they go, "Mm hmm, look at this trend, Mm hmm, look at that trend, that kind of thing. Yeah. Part of the control grid. You can believe it. This report came from the Microsoft Threat Intelligence Center. Destructive malware in the Ukraine. (laughs) Next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Breitbart. United Kingdom looks uh, to scrap coronavirus passports as Omicron wave fades. I'm going to repeat this. United Kingdom looks to scrap the coronavirus passports as the Omicron wave fades. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? What's going to happen? Where's this heading? Hmm. Listen to this. Sign of the Time News reports Los Angeles cargo trains repeatedly looted. Tracks littered with Amazon packages. You need to see the photograph. There is not a headline out there that can capture what you would see when you look at the photograph. So if you're wondering where your Amazon box is, <laughs> well, well, look at the photograph. Yeah unbelievable. Now, if this is any kind of temperature gauge of how bad things are for the general population, the forgotten millions, the for, I, what I should say is, let's be honest, I, I don't like that term, let's be honest. How about this? Let's be full disclosure and perfectly frank. Not Frank, Charlie, Tony, you know, whatever. But when you look at this photograph, folks, if this is a temperature gauge for the probably tens of millions out there of people that have been kicked out of their houses, lost them because of the subsidies. This was, I could go into this as the greatest, you know, wealth transfer since, you know, blah, 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 and bread was sliced, all that kind of stuff. Probably be at least partially right. All right. Praise God. Listen to this. Excuse me. Hold on a second. All right, praise God. High-level international bankers simulate the collapse of the global financial system. They're calling it Event 201. Hear, Hear what I'm saying. Global bankers, they're practicing for Event 201. They started in late 2019, and they're practicing for what? The collapse of the global financial system. Does that tell you anything? How close are we? <clears throat> praise God thank you Jesus another headline praise you Jesus hallelujah I'm running out of time for Sister Terry you know, uh, European Union to stage a six week large scale cyber attack exercise on what supply chains no you say uh-huh no 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 that would just be too I don't know and time dish. Without firing a shot. Listen to this headline, please, in the name of Jesus. Well, then Daily Reports. Without firing a shot, China seizes control of America's farmlands. From the Rare Foundation, R-A-I-R President Joe Biden Has told the media earlier in 2021 After a phone call with Chinese President Xi Jinping that China was Going to eat our lunch, was the quote Heads up, they are Already literally eating our Lunch as they buy up American farmland And invest in thousands of American Companies. The current trend In the United States is leading us toward the creation Of a Chinese-owned agricultural Land monopoly Representative Dan Newhouse, Republican in Washington warns uh, in a recent House appropriations hearing. According to the American Military News, New House raised his concerns about Chinese land ownership as he proposed an amendment in a new agricultural appropriations bill, H.R. Uh, 4356. Uh, now listen, you know, and it says it'll block this and block that, blah, blah, blah.
5: All right.
3: It's only a House bill. See, the, one of the number one mistakes that... I see Christians making out there because they do not understand the government at all. They're out there going, "Oh no, they're made FEMA camps are going to take us all over, going to COVID, we're always going to lose." Oh my goodness, ah! And they're they're, you know, grabbing their depends and running for the hills over what a house bill. And then they obviously have no idea. Now if you destroy the filibuster, and that that's a problem right now. Anyway, so thus far, thank you Jesus. That has not happened. Next one up. DNA test to now be added to COVID screening. Get that? The Polish Health Health Ministry is planning to introduce a new type of screening uh, for coronavirus after a gene was discovered that determines the likelihood of a patient suffering from severe or fatal COVID. Dun, dun, dun. Are you following along here? West promised not to enlarge NATO, and these promises were broken, and it goes – I mean it's like this article is like several pages long. goes all the way back to the Clinton administration and Gorbachev and all this other stuff and saying that we've just been – I'll just give you the summary. Every promise that we've made we we make Stalin look like he was uh, you know a little three you, you know a little three year old angelic pretty little girl uh saying no daddy I didn't do that Well <laughs> well anyways praise god thank you jesus Iran supreme leader releases video depicting oh I already covered that all right let me just see oh Biden is creating a database of people and their religious beliefs Hmm? Yep. Yeah, it says the federal entity that helps officers in the in Washington D.C. courts in formulating release recommendations and providing supervision and and services to defendants awaiting trial. The column says has developed a new record system that will store the names and personal religious information of all employees who make religious accommodation requests for religious exemption from federally mandated vaccine.
2: Yep.
4: China's
3: piling up unprecedented quantities quantities of food. They control, get this, 69% of maize, 60% of the world's rice, and 51% of the world's wheat supplies. Oh, my. Did you know that? Hmm. Oh, the AP Newswire says expect more worrisome variants after Omicron, according to scientists. Yahoo News reports from Reuters, United States grocery shortages deepen as pandemic dries supplies. You know about the uh, kind of mini tsunami thing that happened because of the Tonga underwater volcano? Uh, Wasn't too terrible, but, you know, heads up. January sixth defendant says that the FBI tried to recruit him and to for the purpose of spying on oath keepers. No, you say. Come on. They would never do that. It just goes on. Here's here it, look, there's an a states states are investigating, individual United States of America states are investigating the surge in the mortality rate amongst eighteen to forty-nine year olds, majority unrelated to COVID. But are they related to the jab? The list just goes on and on. Praise God. And on that note, let's just go ahead and jump over to Sister Terry Hill. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for hanging in there. And let me just see if I can find her. There she is. Praise God. And let's bring her on live. Praise God. Sister Terry, are you there?
0: I am here, John. Can you hear me?
3: You sound great. You sound really great. And I'm sorry I ran so far over. The news is it's unbelievable. But you've got to hear a big of it, so you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, the microphone is yours. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, folks, look, look forward. Once again, this is I just absolutely, and I know I've heard, the emails. Thank you, Terry, for the hard work that you put into these, and it is just fabulous, awesome, incredible, deep teachings, and um, very, very encouraging. So God bless you. Take the mic, and as the Holy Spirit leads, thank you for joining us tonight.
0: Well, thank you so much, John, for having me again, and to all my beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, an absolute privilege for me to be able to encourage you tonight with God's Word, and uh, for those of you who are requesting prayer, um, I'm happy to pray for you. My husband and I do pray for these requests that come in. <clears throat> you can reach me on my email address at a word in due season, 777 at gmail.com. <clears throat> and I also encourage you to visit my website at a word in due season.com. <clears throat> So let's just pray as we begin. Father, I thank you and praise you that that you have allowed us to be a part of your family. I thank you for the life that your son gave in our behalf. I thank you that he willingly laid his life down for us, and it's a privilege and a joy for us to be called members of the body. Of Christ. Again, I thank you, Father, even as you had showed me the body of Christ, and John read from 1 Corinthians tonight, just confirmation again of how necessary and, and how important and how honored every member of the body of Christ is. So I do ask your blessing, Father. I do ask you give me wisdom as I walk through your word tonight i ask you put your word in my mouth uh, to speak something that would build up edify strengthen exhort and challenge your people that we might walk in faith and fight the good fight of faith finishing our course and uh, for that we thank you father tonight in jesus name amen well beloved uh the message that i I'm impressed to share with you is that the days of collision are at hand. Now, when we talk about the word collision, this is how it was presented to me. I uh, actually do have uh, about four pages of notes here. Uh, You can email me, or uh, Brother John, I believe, does have those on his website, but I am happy to send them to you. Uh, For those of you who don't have email, I'm happy to uh, mail them. Uh, in the mail if you would like those I'm happy to send those along but what I'm impressed to start with tonight is to go into the New Testament and go into Mark's gospel and I want to take a look at what Jesus called the chief parable because if we're talking about collision we're talking about uh, increasing uh, well let's just say increasing turbulence for example when We think about when a storm rolls in. We've seen this on the Weather Channel as we've watched the Weather Channel at times. We will watch uh, the meteorologist try to explain that when there are warm and cold masses of air that collide, that storms can be the result. Or there may be high and low pressure systems which can affect our weather here on Earth and the atmosphere. But uh, similarly, we know that The kingdom of light, God's kingdom of light, his eternal kingdom is colliding with the kingdom of darkness. So everything we talk about tonight uh, is sort of something that I was just impressed to put down on paper. I did ask him, I said, Father, what is it that you see that your people are having to deal with? What are they struggling with? What is it that they're experiencing right now that will be helpful? So I'm trusting that hopefully something I say tonight will be helpful. <clears throat> so in the days of collision we see that um there's more and more confrontation and impact that seems to be coming from opposing forces uh perhaps some of you have experienced that but where I would like to start is at the beginning where all of us started when we first heard the gospel message and uh we want to see take a look at how Jesus explained the parable of the sower in Mark's gospel, now it, it appears in uh, several of the gospels, but I do want to look at Mark chapter 4, and I want to read something to you because what I want us to see here is the fact that living on planet Earth, we are caught. We are in the middle of a war, a spiritual war that will manifest into the spirit, into the physical realm, even as storms and um Warm and cold masses collide. There are storms and sometimes they're devastating and there is much destruction. Sometimes lives are lost. Uh, There is uh, appearing, what I'm starting to see is a real separation now. And I say that because of what I heard and what I was impressed to write down. So let's start with Mark's Gospel, Chapter 4, and let's look at what Jesus had to say about what he called The chief parable. He said this is a key parable, the parable of the sower. And basically, he said if you don't understand this parable, you cannot understand all parables. So let's go. Let's start with verse 1. Jesus began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him. Okay, let's drop down to verse 3. Mark's Gospel Chapter 4, verse 3. Listen to this. Now, I'm reading from the New American Standard tonight. He said that, uh, listen to this. Behold, the, the sower went out to sow, and it came about that as he was sowing, some of the seed fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. Verse 6, after the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Verse 7, other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. And other seeds fell into the good soil as they grew up and increased, and they yielded a crop and produced 30, 60, and 100 fold. And as he was alone with his followers and disciples, he began asking, they began asking about the parables. And Jesus said to them, to you it has been given to understand the mystery of the kingdom of God, but those who are outside get everything in parables. Now, let's look at some collisions that actually took place as Jesus was illustrating the gospel message. The sower is the one who sows the word, all right? So it's a picture of a farmer, and the seed is the gospel message. Uh, This is what Jesus is talking about now, starting in verse 14. He said the sower sows the word in verse 15. These are the ones who are beside the road when the word is sown. When they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. Now the example that was given it says that Satan, he said the birds came and they ate the seed that has fallen onto the soil. Now what we have to consider here is the ground. Okay, so the ground is represents the condition of the hearts of men. Okay? So we see, first of all, there was a collision between when the gospel seed began to throw out, immediately there was a collision of that which was being sown, the gospel of the kingdom, the kingdom of light, the gospel message, immediately was confronted or collided with Satan and his evil messengers, who in this case were called birds, okay, so they ate the seed because it fell on very hard ground, so there was a collision with the enemy at the very beginning, the moment That you and I said yes to the Lord Jesus Christ. When faith rose up in our heart, when we recognize that we are hearing something that tells us we're lost, we must be born again. That Jesus himself is the way, the truth, and the life. As we heard the gospel message, immediately the enemy tried to come. So there was a collision with the kingdom of darkness. Can we see that? Okay. Now, on and on the the, uh, word continues Uh, in verse 16, Jesus said in a similar way, uh, there are those on whom the seed was sown in rocky places or stony ground. Okay. And it says that when they heard the word immediately, they receive it with joy, but they have no firm root in themselves, but only temporary. Then when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. Now, notice what Jesus says in verse 17. When affliction and persecution arises, it doesn't say if. It says when persecution and affliction arises, immediately they fall away. So the rocky or stony ground, lacking depth of soil, as afflictions and persecutions are introduced into our lives, and that's life here on planet earth, right? Jesus said, in the world, you will have tribulation. So he's promising that these things will come. But what we see colliding here now with the seed that started to grow in us, okay, and we see this in folks who have fallen away. They Maybe they went to a, a Billy Graham crusade. Maybe they... Uh, went to a Greg Laurie harvest crusade. Maybe they saw something on television or uh, somebody witnessed to them. They went to a church one day, and they were excited, and it began to make sense. And actually, uh, it looked like the seed was starting to germinate, but what happened was affliction and persecution started to collide with that gospel seed and the truth of God's kingdom in the life of that individual and they fall away. So the collision here would be afflictions and persecutions that come, okay, and no root system. So if there's no root system, certainly there will be no ability for, um, Uh, Roots to go down and moisture and nutrients to be drawn into our lives Okay, so we're talking about a spiritual principle here But Jesus uses an illustration that an agricultural society could understand Okay, so the first collision comes with Satan and his evil angels His false messengers that devour that seed and snatch it away Secondly, we see that affliction and persecution Collide with that Seed that begins to germinate with A new and someone is excited Right away but life Gets really hard and afflictions And persecutions come and they Fall away all right now let's Look at the third uh, Type of soil And we see This in verse 7 also verse 19 And then others um, Excuse me verse 18 are ones in whom Seed was sown among thorns These are the ones who heard the word, but the worries of the world, the deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. And so what we have here are thorns and thistles, all right, that uh, begin to invade the life of an individual who has heard the word, all right, and it starts to grow. But the thorns and the thistles choke and suffocate the seed. And this is a type of the worries, Jesus tells us, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and all of these distractions that begin to come in and crowd out the word of God that begins to grow in the heart. All right? So we see the collision from the very beginning. The war begins, beloved, when we come to faith in Jesus Christ. Hell will do everything. The enemy will do everything he can to attempt to turn you and I from growing in our faith in Jesus Christ. And here we are living in a world called planet Earth. We are citizens of heaven, but... We live in clay, mortal bodies. So we walk out our time here that God gives us, and we collide with the kingdom of darkness. We collide with afflictions, persecutions. We collide with the injustice in the world that we see, the worries, the cares of life, raising a family, working, Paying bills, trying to uh, make right choices, seek the right education, enter into the right type of work or business or ministry, raise our children in a way that is pleasing to the Lord. And in everyday life, there are cares, there are concerns, there are worries. We deal with things. We have to make choices. We, we are bombarded on a daily Uh, daily scope every single day with worries, cares, bad news, injustice, deceitfulness. We see these things and then the enemy begins to try to entice the man or the woman of God and the young person to become so involved in the world. What happens is there's no time to fellowship with the brethren. There's no time to pray and read God's word. There's no time for discipleship, no time for evangelism, no time to put down roots in our faith. And these other things begin to crowd in upon us. And so the collision is ongoing. When we were born into the world, at that time we were alienated from God, but we hear the gospel message. The enemy and the kingdom of darkness begin to come in and we realize as we grow in our faith, that the kingdom of light is colliding with the kingdom of darkness and we are caught in the middle of it. We're here, okay? We begin to understand that there is a spirit of truth. We learn about the Holy Spirit and the truth in God's word, and the enemy will do everything he can to keep us from not walking with Jesus, to keep us or hinder, it, hinder us with cares of life, with bad news, with fear, with worry, anxiety, uh, by dangling things in front of us to entice us away from pursuing the Lord Jesus Christ, faith in him, relationship with him, to grow in our faith. The enemy works continually. All right, so as we begin to grow in our faith, we're seeing that there is a collision that is ongoing. We're always colliding with something. We're colliding with different kinds of influences and we're we're understanding that when we read God's word, we are reading what was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Truth in God's word is colliding with the spirit of error and in the day which we live, we call it the cancel culture in which we are um, being pressed upon to try to be politically correct because those who speak the truth Uh, When we walk with Christ, when we carry our own cross, um, we will be an offense to people. We absolutely will. People will misunderstand us. And in the backgrounds that all of us come from, we come from different backgrounds. Um, We are different ages, uh, different situations in life. And so as we begin to walk with Christ, we bring our past with us when we receive Christ We understand and we know that when Jesus died, we died with him. When he was raised, we were raised with him. But how do we walk this out? Okay, it all sounds good, and, Father, we believe what we're reading now, but because I know, and the older I get, the longer I live on planet Earth, I'm realizing that every one of us in some point or another uh, is being restored. Every one of us in some point have been shattered, okay, or we've come from a background of brokenness. All of us have been broken and we're walking in situations where we are being challenged every single day. We have to make a choice every day. We have to understand and know that God's throne of life is colliding with the throne of destruction and we are in the middle of it. And our hearts, are his throne, our the kingdom of heaven is within us, right the righteousness, peace, and joy in the holy Spirit that's where his kingdom is now, but we're also told to pray for his kingdom to come. all right, so we have shattered, broken people, um, some of us have been have suffered uh, abandonment, some that I'm talking to you've been falsely accused, others have been physically and verbally abused. Some have been rejected by family members, by co-workers, friends, spouses. Many, probably most of us, have been misunderstood. Some have suffered betrayal. Some have been publicly or privately humiliated. Some have been abandoned. You've been bruised. Human beings are broken, beloved, when Jesus, rescues us. When he saves us, the restoration project begins. The potter, our great heavenly father who is desiring to conform us into the very image of our son, knows our brokenness. He knows what is colliding in upon us. He understands the pressure. He understands uh the temptations. He understands the frailty of our human flesh. And We don't have to apologize for being human. We should never apologize for that. He knows we're weak. He knows we're frail. The Bible says he knows our frame. He knows that we're but dust. And he loves us, absolutely, unconditionally loves us. So when we see these things happening and we understand our frailty, our own failure, what we do need to understand is that the potter is at work. He is the potter, and we're the clay. all right, And the hand of the potter is working on us. he's when a, if you've ever watched somebody at a potter's wheel there there are two hands that are used, okay? So one hand is used to form on the outside, but the other hand is placed on the inside. so he's at work in us, both on the inside. And on the outside. And what's happening is he is separating us unto himself. Now, when you live in the world and you're not of the world, how do we do this? How is it that we make right choices? How do we have the wisdom of God to understand that true spiritual authority, okay, that God gives his people are in fact colliding with occultic powers of darkness and witchcraft, okay? Okay. We know that because we read it in God's word. We see uh, what and the apostles ran into. Um, we see in the book of Acts, uh, Simon the sorcerer, for example. We understand from the book of Exodus, when um, Moses and Aaron confronted uh, Jambres and Janus. Uh, these were um, magicians uh, in the court of Pharaoh, and we see that there's trickery, there's use of magic. And we know that we're in a time when deception is increasing. So this deception and other voices are continually colliding with us and trying to contend for our attention, our time, our money, uh, and just choices that we make. So what we need to understand is that Father knows where we're at. All right. So we need to know that as we share the gospel message that we are not responsible for the condition of the hearts of the people that we share it with. The word of God is so powerful and the gospel message and the power of the Holy spirit within you is powerful and convincing. All we have to do is obey. All we have to do is share the gospel message because we find in the parable of the sower, as we were reading in Mark chapter four, we see that there is good soil and the good soil are the ones on whom the seed was sown. We see that in verse 20 and those who hear the word, they accept it and they bear fruit. What that means is they persevere. All right. It doesn't mean that the temptations don't come. It doesn't mean that affliction doesn't come. Persecution doesn't come. And, other things will try to entice us. It doesn't mean we won't have worries or cares of the world. What it means is that we stay focused in God's word with our relationship with Christ, walk in the life that we have. And as we do that, as we persevere and keep pressing forward, that we will bear fruit. And this parable tells us that some will bear fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold, all right? And and so in the collision, as I was understanding it and listening to it, um, I was impressed by the Lord that Isaac, uh, as we know, Isaac was the son of Abraham and Sarah. He was the promised son, the ministry, and Ishmael had been born. Now Ishmael um, is colliding with Isaac. So we know that Ishmael actually was the product of uh, Abraham's and Sarah's impatience. Okay, so. He was produced by man's efforts, but Isaac is the promised son or ministry. Now, we break that down and we think, okay, how does that apply to me? Because God has a call and a work for every one of us. And there are things that we will try to do to help God, but they, in fact, uh, actually get in the way. And by the time Isaac was born for Sarah and Abraham, Uh, there was such contention, there was a collision between the two that God had to send Ishmael away. This was the son of the flesh, okay? This was uh, the ministry that man wants, right? Those of us who want to be used by God, those of us who want to submit. But what's happening is I understand it. The Lord was showing me. He said he is going to have to send the Ishmaels away, that which has been produced by our own strength, by our own flesh, Um, actually our own impatience because when Isaac is born uh, this is God's plan and it's absolutely supernatural it's absolutely of the Lord so we see the collision between Isaac and Ishmael in the Old Testament and we see the throne of life God's throne his eternal throne colliding with a throne of destruction we see that every day we also are, are seeing that As we choose to lay up eternal treasure, and the Lord told us how to do that, okay? Uh, We are to lay up eternal treasure uh, by seeking first his kingdom, by doing our good works in secret, uh, to be seen by God and not by men. So we're finding as we're running into those who are building bigger barns, and we begin to look at what men build, and boy, some of it looks pretty impressive, doesn't it? And some of us, might think, wow, you know, I wish I You know, maybe should I have this? Maybe should I have that? But what we realize is that we're running out of time, beloved. The clock is ticking. Jesus is coming, and none of us is promised tomorrow. So we need to be laying up eternal treasure because uh, there is always going to be the temptation of the enemy coming and saying, why don't you pursue this? This is a good cause. Why don't you look at this? Because after all, God wants you to be blessed. But we, what we need to understand is if we read all of God's word, we understand that God's idea of blessing is very different than the world's idea of blessing and success. So uh, a life walked in the spirit, according to the spirit, where we pick up our cross daily, where we deny ourselves, we take up our cross and seek the Father's will, walking in the spirit, in obedience, communing with him day and night, This is a spirit-led life, beloved. That is the prosperous, successful life according to Scripture. And so we see this collision coming in. Joseph experienced it with his brothers in the Old Testament, right? He started having dreams. He was uh, the favored son of his father. He had a dream of coming to the throne. And the collision that he experienced, he was colliding with his jealous brethren who mocked him. All right, so we see someone... Uh, who is aspiring and understands, beloved, we are called to the throne. We're called to rule and reign with Christ. And the scripture tells us that he that comes will sit with him in his throne. But again, he who overcomes. So that tells us there will be some who will overcome and some that will not. So there are decisions that we have to make. And Joseph had to deal, he he had to collide with Uh, potiphar's wife there was a collision there when he was falsely accused he was thrown into jail he was thrown into a pit by his brothers on and on and on it went so he had to persevere and we have to persevere and the peace and order in god's kingdom is colliding with the chaos and the turmoil of man's world you know one of the things that i am so very grateful for is the supernatural peace that god gives us beloved when we know We're in the center of his will. When Jesus is Lord and King and Master, when our eyes are on him, the storm rages all around us. But in the center of that storm, we all know, is the eye of that storm, and it's relative peace there. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace, though there are storms around us, situations around us. Uh, We can have supernatural peace. Jesus promised us. He said, my peace I give you, not as the world gives. And so there there are going to be phone calls that some of you will receive. Knocks on the door. Uh, You may get an email. You may get a text. And if you've lived a while, if you've walked through seasons of life, there are going to be things that are going to hit you. Sometimes they seem to hit from every direction. There are going to be times when you're going to have to deal with fear. Fear is a spirit. We talked about uh, voices. I spent four or five months last year talking about discerning the different voices. By the way, if any of you would like uh, those handouts, please contact me. I'm happy to send all of those things off to you. Uh, Because there are many voices that are contending for God's people Uh, We see faith and courage colliding with fear and hysteria Fear is a spirit We also know that uh, Jesus and, and especially John the Baptist told us He who comes after me In other words he would prepare the way of the Lord for Jesus Will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire And we see a collision now We see God's holy fire and a people being purified through um, the the heat of affliction We see God uh, purifying the sons of Levi He talks about in the Old Testament He said I'm going to sit like a refiner I'm going to refire them like gold and silver is, is refining And that's heat, it's affliction But we're also going to see We're going to bump up against those Who are kindling, kindling and utilizing a strange fire uh, And the book of Leviticus talks about this a, uh, Nahab and uh, Abihu uh, we see those that kindle a strange fire, and this is an unauthorized fire, an unholy fire, and this is doing something out of the strength of flesh, all right? We can talk a lot about yeah. the strange fire and the unholy fire. That's not the topic tonight, but the fact that I'm bringing it up tells us we're going we're gonna to come into contact with it. If you've been circulating in some of the circles where I have been, I've seen this. And you'll recognize the difference between a pure and a holy fire and that which is not sacred, a strange fire. And those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we read about that in uh, Psalm 91, are colliding with those who trust in or dwell under the shadow of Egypt. And Isaiah 30 talks about that. I want to read uh, something to you in Isaiah 30 because there is a true covering and there's a false covering. All right, and again, that's not the topic of what I'm talking about tonight, but you're going to collide with it. You're going to be people that will tell you, well, you need to have this covering. You need to have that covering, but what we need to do is look at the biblical covering. The Lord Jesus himself is our covering, and to the ladies tonight, for those of you who are married, your husband is your head. He is your covering, all right? So there is a true covering and a false covering. Uh, And there is a true covering in that secret place, beloved. It is under his wings. It's abiding in his shadow. It's walking with him day by day. But listen to what Isaiah 30, 1 to 3 says. Uh, This is Isaiah talking. uh, Woe to the rebellious children, he says, declares the Lord, who are executing a plan but not mine, who make an alliance but it's not of my spirit. He said those who proceed to go down to Egypt without consulting me, they're taking refuge in the safety of Pharaoh and they're seeking shelter in the shadow of Egypt. All right? So if Pharaoh is a type of the enemy, Egypt is a type of uh, this world system. So the Lord is um, warning his people, we don't take refuge and we don't trust in, in the rulers of this world And particularly um, The prince of the power of the air Nor in the shadow of Egypt In other words um, Any strength that we may gain From the world God says we don't trust in those things Basically what I'm observing With people that I know That I'm in contact with It seems that God is kicking out The crutches that we are leaning on Anything that has become uh, A God to us That we've been depending on Uh, And that could be anything for any one of us. He will allow those things to be stripped away because he alone wants to be our covering and he wants us to understand that he is enough. He will provide. And um, also another thing that we're colliding with and we're seeing, I've had this happen uh, in meetings where I've ministered. It happened last year, as a matter of fact. Um, Those who are sharing the gospel message freely without charge. And by the way, Jesus has nothing to sell. All right. He never has had anything to sell. Uh, Even the Apostle Paul uh, was a tent maker. He didn't want to be a burden to the churches of the people where he went. When he collected offerings, he collected it for the needy, for the widows, for those who had need. He wasn't building his own kingdom, all right? So there's a collision that's occurring uh, now, as it did in the time of Jesus. There are those who are sharing the gospel message freely without charge, and they're colliding with those who sell their gifts and prophesy for wages. Now, in the Gospels, we see Jesus had to take up a whip, and basically he overturned the tables of the money changers. He said, you have made my father's house of prayer into a den of thieves, and we're seeing this now. We know this happened then. We know it's happening now. We see... With King David, for example, we see a separation between what we can call the tabernacle of David and King David and the house of Saul and those who eat at his table. We know that David's table was in the wilderness. And it collides with Saul. There was a point in time that God said, David, I want you out of Saul's house. And the scripture records that David's place at Saul's table was empty. All right? So David was being... um, supernaturally protected because Saul was growing increasingly insane and jealous, wanted to kill him, and eventually Saul did take his own life. But what we see here is we're seeing the conflict increasing. We're seeing tension growing. We're seeing um, collisions and impacts that are Having an effect on people we see as we make the choice to follow the lamb outside the camp the Bible talks about that Uh, The book of Hebrews talks about following Jesus outside the camp You're going to collide with those who love to party with the temple crowds. I'm telling you it's reality they're going to you know um, Their lightness and their uh, lack of sobriety Uh, They think life is a party, and and please don't misunderstand me. Jesus is wonderful, and he gives us a time of refreshing, but the temple crowds uh, are not hearing the voice in the wilderness. The temple crowds have not gone outside the camp because the word of the Lord, for the most part, is found in the desolate wilderness places. There is a famine in the land for hearing the word of the Lord, and we're finding increasingly the conflict now Uh, with those who are emptying themselves and those who are trying to build their own kingdoms and their own reputations. There's a collision that's taking place. We're seeing what was spoken of Jesus. The disciples recognized it when they saw him. They remembered the scripture that said, the zeal of thine house has eaten me up. And they knew that that was talking about Jesus. So we see those who are zealous with the Lord colliding with those who are indifferent. We're seeing People who are are watchful, they're called to prayer. They understand the full armor of God. They understand that they can't be passive spectators. And um, there's tension and there's conflict because as we um, entreat people and as we have a a conversation with them, we're running to indifference. Uh, They're lukewarm. And we're seeing the collision that's taking place. We're seeing the modern state of the church of Laodicea, Uh, much of it being entertainment, much of it um, filled with uh, smooth messages that do not confront sin, but it's not preparing the people for the Lord's coming. What it comes down to when we think about it is we have the, the carnal mind of Adam, and it is in conflict with and collides with the spiritual mind of Christ. Now, when we're born again, When we're new in our faith, our minds have not yet been renewed. We're still the righteousness of Christ. We are a new creation. We've been identified with Christ. We begin to walk. But the necessity of renewing our mind is so important. We begin to get a kingdom mentality. We begin to understand that our focus must be and must remain on that which is above and not beneath. Because the mind of Adam is so easily distracted, as we talked about uh, with the parable of the sower, many cares, distractions, worries uh, that try to come in. But we must renew our mind. We're finding, too, that um, with the disclosure of biblical end-time prophecy, the Lord is opening his book. In fact, I talked about that when I was with uh, Brother John last month and with the audience We talked about how the Lord is unsealing his book. He is revealing. The scripture says the secret things belong to the Lord, but those things that are revealed belong to us and to uh, our children. So the Lord is disclosing biblical end time prophecy, but at the same hand, we are colliding with, and we're being met with false predictions of prognosticators, soothsayers, Mystics and people who practice divination beloved these have crept into the church they have come in undercover Uh, We understand and we know and jesus warned us in john's gospel about the hirelings and the wolves that come in And uh, we need to ask the father for increasing discernment Because if we are discerning by the spirit, we're going to recognize Those who are bringing false words uh, with through divination and clairvoyance and um, in fact these things are coming out of the flesh realm and, and many times are occultic now to, and it will be a combination of truth but there will be error and we need the Lord's help we need to seek him with every message that you hear with any manifestation you believe you see uh, any vision any dream and God uses these things he most certainly does Uh, Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. The gifts have not passed away, but the enemy is working really hard to counterfeit the gifts, all right? So we need discernment. We see the collision there. We see faithfulness colliding with betrayal. We see it in uh, relationships and families. We see government officials literally betraying the people who elected them to office. Uh, We see that those who are on a narrow path, disciples who are on a narrow path, are colliding with the multitudes on the wide road to lead to destruction. Beloved, it is hard. Some days it is downright really hard. When we are beaten and bruised, when we're um, sick in our body, when we're going through trials, we are... um, trusting Jesus, and we're taking one step at a time. Now, his word is a lamp into our feet, right? It's a light into our path. But his word doesn't often allow us to see personally where we're going to be a mile down the road. But i tell you what, he'll give you wisdom, he'll give you grace to see where to take the next step. And so this is what he does. He leads us one step at a time, trusting him on that narrow path, And let me tell you, that narrow path can get lonely at times. And I know that I'm speaking to some. You are uh, experiencing loneliness. You understand the betrayal. You understand the rejection. But let me assure you, beloved, you are not walking alone. You are loved, and God is guiding your steps. And for those of us who share the gospel, okay, gospel message, and we Preach Christ and him crucified. This is what Paul said. We preach Christ and him crucified, but there's a collision that happens in places where we see that there are smooth speeches that tickle the ears, and this absolutely opposes and collides with the message of Christ and him crucified. We see true worshiping colliding with religious exercise. Uh, Paul ran into it um, On Mars Hill, he ran into those who were superstitious, the philosophers, um, those who were engaged in idolatry, the religious folks gathered there. And he saw the religious exercise, he saw their superstitions, but he declared to them the unknown God. All right, so we know that uh, worshiping in spirit and truth is what Jesus talked about. Uh, what true worship is and I've shared this before and I think it bears repeating true worship is really a cry of the heart beloved It is a life laid down and there are various expressions of worship. All right, so singing isn't necessarily Worship, but we sing and we praise the Lord with our mouths. Do you see the difference in some places? music has become an object of worship, and that is not necessarily true worship unto the Lord. Some of it is nothing but entertainment. Some of it just stirs up the senses. But you can tell the difference when there is singing, when there is expressions of pure worship, it lifts up the Lord. It does not exalt the gift. It does not exalt the music itself. It does not become an object of worship. Okay? So, True worship in spirit and truth is not the same as expressions of it. And again, sadly, in so many places, what is called worship has become entertainment. We also see um, those like Jacob who desire the birthright. Remember, Jacob and Esau were brothers in the Old Testament. We can read about them in Genesis. But Jacob so desired that birthright he wanted the blessing of the firstborn son he so desired it he actually manipulated others to get it and Esau had come in from hunting one day he despised his birthright Jacob said sell me your birthright and I will give you this pottage that stew that I have made so we have a picture of Esau whose appetites his physical appetites had overcome him, had overtaken him, and he despised his birthright, his inheritance. So, we're seeing those who highly value their calling in Christ, their ministry, and the inheritance that Jesus had paid for for us. But there are those others who give no attention. Their spirit, their appetites, their bodily appetites, their uh, desires, their sensuality has overtaken that, and he lost his. Birthright his inheritance and the book Of hebrews tells us that he Sincerely Wanted that birthright but he Had lost it We see with um, Those who are walking in the spirit are Colliding with those who walk after the Flesh we see the spirit Of elijah in the old testament We've talked a lot about the spirit of elijah Colliding with the spirit of jezebel This spirit is active It is still at work Uh, uh, Jezebel wanted Elijah Dead and nothing has changed The enemy wants nothing more than to Shut you down and cut you off When you are walking with the Lord we see Abraham Colliding with Lot Uh, In the Old Testament Abraham was Lot's um, His um, Uncle Lot was his Nephew and so we see A spiritual shepherd And we see a worldly shepherd, and we see that there was a collision between the two. What had happened is among the herdsmen and among the flocks, they were arguing and there were strife among that. But Abraham understood something. He, understand, he understood that he was looking for a heavenly city. Okay, He was heavenly minded. But Lot was a worldly shepherd. He set up house in, in Sodom and he made his home there. And uh, we're also reminded, too, um, Jesus tells us, he said, as it was in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. And we're seeing the reality of that. Uh, Let me just make a quick little departure and comment on that there. Because in this parable of the sower, we're finding that three out of four people, okay, there are four kinds of ground or soil described, three out of four did not grow on, go on to bear fruit all right they fell away but so that what is that 3 out of 4 75% okay when we're talking about as it was in the days of noah and the days of lot we know that the scripture says that noah was a preacher of righteousness he built that ark he did what the father asked him to do he preached he obeyed he worked and he worked and he prepared and he had 7 Seven disciples, seven who came on board with him. So for all of you faithful ones who are laboring, who are doing what the Lord has asked you to do, you're building an ark, you're building that ministry, you're building your house, you're trying to um, work with your family members and the people you talk with in your life and your, at your work, just keep building away, beloved. Keep preparing. This faithful preacher of righteousness had only seven that came on board with him. And as it was in the days of Lot, we know that by the time the angels came for Lot and his family, uh, his wife ended up looking back. He brought his two daughters out with him. Uh, And so out of Sodom, it was only Lot and his two daughters that were saved. And so we're seeing two kinds of judgment that is coming that the Lord is reminding us of. And there's so much that could be said about these two different men and their environment and what was going on. But we can say this with Noah, this was a worldwide judgment that was coming, right? A flood would cover the earth with Lot, It was a localized judgment. We know that when Sodom was destroyed, um, We know that it was localized, that this was not worldwide. But as we look at these two situations, uh, what we need to see, what we understand is that the righteous were saved. There is a rescue mission, beloved. There is a harpazo, a catching up. There is a rescue mission for the righteous. And we must be mindful of that because there are some that are saying there is no rapture. That is a lie that is from the enemy there is a rescue all the way from the book of Genesis all the way through to the book of Revelation. And um, I have talked with those that uh, are contending with me, and I have collided with them over this. Uh, we know that the Lord has a cultivated crop that is growing, uh, but this crop is colliding with the wild vines of the field. Um, a cultivated crop, for example, of grain or corn is carefully tended. Uh, and But there are wild vines That are growing in the field And it was the thorns and the thistle That choked out the word And so we have to continually push away those things That would want to choke out our time Or rob us of our time In prayer, in God's word uh, With the brethren In making disciples In being discipled, In sharing the gospel We have to push away these other things That are trying to come in um, We know that wise virgins Who Pay a price for the oil are colliding with the foolish virgins because they want what the others have. And we have to stay focused. The foolish virgins um, need to pay a price. They need to repent because the oil is given to those who pay a price. And there are some that will say, "I, I want what you have. How did you get what you get? How do you know what you know? How is it God has answered your prayer? Beloved, it's because the Holy Spirit has illuminated the Word of God because he's placed his Spirit within us and he's giving us that substance that's going to um, keep replenishing our lives. That is found in the Word of God by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He's illuminating his scriptures to us. And spiritual discernment is colliding with false conspiracy. Uh, Isaiah 8 talks about that God said in fact I want to read this to you listen to what God says because conspiracies are real but some of it is false the Bible actually talks about conspiracies listen to what it says in Isaiah eight, twelve. he says you are not to say it is a conspiracy in regard to all this people call a conspiracy and you are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. Listen to verse 13. It is the Lord of hosts whom you should regard as holy. He shall be your fear. So basically Isaiah is saying not everything is a conspiracy and you're not to fear what they say or be in dread of it beloved i meet so many fearful angry people if there are two adjectives that i would use to describe the state of my brothers and sisters in christ and those who i know are not born again one of them is fear and the other is anger okay so we again we have to be patient and we have to help people to remind them let's look back at what jesus says in his word don't believe everything you hear And part of the um, feedback that I get with people that I correspond with is, well, look at what this ministry is doing or what they say is partially true. Beloved, that is where the enemy comes in. He sows false information with true information. And again, we need to ask for the spirit of the Lord to give us discernment because this stuff is coming in continually. My inbox is flooded with it. And I I talk to people, um, I try to say, well, what does God's word say? Number one, I'm hearing fear in your voice. I'm hearing anxiety. What does that tell us? It tells us that fear doesn't come from the Lord. Anxiety does not come from him. Chaos, unrest, worry, and stress, all of these things, it doesn't mean that they're not going to enter our lives. It means we can't give place to them. We have to keep persevering okay? When this stuff falls into the soil of our hearts, we persevere. We knock it off. We cut it off and say, no, I'm going to believe what God's word says. God's not giving me a spirit of fear. He's giving me power, love, and a sound mind, okay? So that's where we have to have a sound mind. We have to renew our mind in the word of God. We're finding that uh, those who are preaching the true gospel are colliding with false messengers who are introducing another gospel. Jeremiah talks about this. There's the nature of a true shepherd colliding with the nature of wolves and hirelings. There is a colliding of the occultic powers of witchcraft with true spiritual authority. We're seeing biblical law and justice colliding with lawlessness and rebellion. Okay? Okay? We're seeing the truth media colliding with man's propaganda machine. We're seeing the mind control tactics that the media tries to use to keep people in fear, in bondage. And we're seeing that just men are colliding with angry mobs. We see this all the way through the word of God. We see it in the book of Acts. Uh, we see that um, in Acts 6 and in Acts 17, there was a man by the name of Jason who had Paul and others come in and stay, and the angry mobs came and uh, tried to seize them and brought them before um, uh, the the authorities. But, friends, this is nothing new. We see um, unjust accusations being brought against just righteous men, and we're seeing this contention more. We're seeing this happening more and more. We're seeing kingdom rule colliding with self-rule we're seeing God's temple of living stones colliding with men's towers of Babel. Basically what it comes down to is those who are clinging to the person of Jesus Christ. Okay. They're not clinging to a denomination. They're not clinging to a ministry. They're not clinging to a movement. They're not clinging to a signs and wonders infatuation. They're not clinging to what their own faith is they are clinging to the person of Jesus Christ all right there's a difference between having faith in your faith and faith in a person you see our faith is being perfected all right we're being challenged our faith is growing but if I understand and know that my father is causing all things to work together for my good okay I'm going to say that again if I know that my father is calling causing all things to work together for my then i have to believe and know and trust in his absolute sovereign wisdom i have faith in my father if i'm clinging to the person of jesus christ if my allegiance is to him then when the world comes in and tries to bombard us with its pursuits and its values and what it says, this is how you define success. This is how you will find happiness in this life. We need to cut that stuff off. If it opposes the word of God, you know, again, the enemy will try to dangle things in front of us, right? The proverbial carrot in front of the donkey, right? And the donkey keeps going after something and eventually he may not even get it, but if he does, it will not fulfill him anyway, right? So, we're seeing choices that we have to make. All right, following the lamb outside of the camp. All right, following the person of Jesus Christ, following Him. We're also um, I'm also really a understanding and aware of that God is supernaturally. Um, placing people geographically where he wants them. Now here's a challenge that some of you may be presented with. You may think, is God going to move me geographically? Am I to make a change in my business, in my personal life? Uh, Am I to move to another state? Am I to move to another region? Am I to let go of something because God has something else? You see, these are the kind of things Doubt will try to come in and hit you. Fear will come in. Well, what if I make the wrong choice? Anxiety will come in. A tormenting spirit will come in and try to mock you and say, you made a mistake in the past. It's going to happen again. No, that is a lie. You take authority over that thing and you bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ because this is the enemy colliding with your mind because God is creating in each of us. We're a new creation, right? So we got a new wineskin with new wine, right? but it collides with the old wine skin, right? Some are really set in their ways. Some are really set in where they think they have to work, how they have to live, where they should live, who they should be with, and so there's an old substance and an old wine, okay, an old wine skin, And it's colliding. God is saying, I want to pour something new into you. I want to pour something fresh into you and through you, and we're going to do it this way. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness, this is really out of the box. Father, how do I know if that's you? Beloved, if we're abiding in him, if we're seeking him, walking in the light that we have, in his word, in fellowship, being accountable, You just take the next step. Boy, oh, boy, I I just sense the presence of the Lord. Take the next step, and I promise you, he will meet you there. Take the next step. He will either say yes, or he will say no, or he will say not now. But again, his throne is in motion. He is the wheel within a wheel. And that throne in motion, boy, that's a separate study. Maybe we'll get to talk about that. The wheel within the wheel. You see, his chariot wheel, his kingdom, is ever moving forward and upward. He is on the move, and so what we have is the meal, the wheel in the middle of the wheel, colliding with the wheels of men's chariots. Because, as we recall back in the Book of Exodus, when the children of Israel had left Egypt, Pharaoh. Got mad and angry, sent his uh, soldiers, the horses and the chariots and the riders after the people of God. And what did he do? He intervened. He intervened. There was a collision there. And that collision that was about to happen was um, remedied. It was uh, addressed by the one who we know is the all-consuming fire. He revealed himself as a pillar of fire at night and a cloud by day. And the Spirit of the Lord told and moved upon Moses, he said, lift up your rod. And we know that the sea parted and God's people stepped through it. So this is what's happening. We've got a parting of the waters, beloved. We have a people who are in motion with the, the throne of God. The wheel in the middle of the wheel is directing God's people. But let me tell you, it is colliding with the wheels of men's chariots. Hallelujah. And we know that those wheels were stuck in the mud, and we know that God's people passed through to the other side. And let me tell you something. We will. You will pass through to the other side. We know that the bride of Christ is presently colliding with the mother of harlots, with the system we call Babylon. And she is addressed uh, in the female. She's called the mother of harlots. But what we know is that we have read the book and we see King of Kings and our Lord of Lords is coming again. We know these collisions are going to continue. We know that it's going to get harder. The Apostle Paul told the people, he said, endure hardness as a good soldier. Okay? Gideon's group in the book of Judges, chapter, um, yeah, Judges chapter seven, uh, God said, we're going to do some sifting here. We're going to do some sifting in your army, Gideon, because I'm going to take this 32,000 group that called the army of Israel. And we're going to break this down. And he said from this group of 32,000, 22,000 actually are going to be eliminated because they are overtaken by fear. Now, does that mean that we don't deal with fear and have to endure times where maybe we're afraid? No, that's not what it means. What it means is they had been gripped by fear and they were not a part of this group we call overcomers twenty two thousand out of thirty two thousand were eliminated because of fear, and the next separation that came with Gideon and his group and judges chapter seven and eight uh was nine thousand seven hundred who were sifted at the water of the word. This group was undisciplined, they were not watchful, they were not on their feet, they were not aware they were not watching. And so you can go back and look at that later, but basically basically, what we're seeing is a separation, okay? We're seeing a separation between overcomers and those who are professing Christ, but they're overtaken by fear, by lack of discipline, cares, worries, anxieties, deceitfulness of riches, uh, this and that, the lust of the eyes, the lust of flesh, the pride of life, and the excuses that men and women give for not completely submitting and saying, Jesus, I choose your life and not my own. I choose your will and not my own. So Gideon ended up with 300, and with this group of 300, they overcame. And this is what is happening now, choices that we're having to make, regardless of the fact. And Jesus knows this. If we're feeling weak, Gideon felt weak, right? But God said, no, you're a mighty man of valor. God is with you. He said, who are you talking to me? Who are you talking to? He said, I'm the least, he said, in my uh, group among the, the tribe of Benjamin. He did not see himself as a mighty warrior. But God said, no, you need to understand the Lord is with you. He's going with you. He's going to be with you in the decisions that you make. And you will prevail. And you will overcome. And so... I want to read something to you as I begin to close. This is so much fun, beloved. Terry? I love just being able to share. Terry? Yes, John.
3: Um, keep on going. Okay. I, I have tomorrow off. It's MLK Day and my company decided they're gonna start doing that. So I have tomorrow off. You just keep on going. We're gonna run over time. The live the live feed will drop. Uh but for those of you who feel led and want to hear the rest right now, dial in three one nine five two seven six oh two oh again three one nine five two seven six oh two oh the rest can listen to it on the podcast later which I know bunches do but um keep on going Terry just go ahead uh this is great this is helping okay. me out a lot keep on going praise God I mean praise I'm not trying God. to hold you in your gut I'm not trying to you know force force you into that if you don't want to but i want to open the door if you feel that okay praise jesus back to you all right amen
0: praise the lord let's do it john let's keep going i want to encourage you beloved as i'm talking to my brothers and sisters in christ you're broken in your body maybe your health is suffering okay you feel betrayed by the people that quite honestly you thought they really loved you loved you the most you have dealt with abuse You feel broken, you feel bruised, you feel unworthy. And let me just say something here. All of us in ourselves are not worthy. But let me tell you something. The blood of Jesus Christ has made you worthy. He calls you son. He calls you daughter, and he makes no apologies, all right? So let's not keep apologizing for our frailty and our humanness because his blood, his grace, and his mercy has made us worthy. So we need to get this... This idea uh, stop allowing the enemy to torment us and beat us up with our failure because we need to understand we're flesh and blood and every one of God's servants all the way from the book of Genesis through the book of Revelation, take a look at their lives. Not one of them was perfect, okay? I want to encourage you now. To those who have suffered humiliation, and you know what I mean. Humiliation comes in different forms. Embarrassing things, humiliating things, where you don't feel like you can show your face again at work or to your friends or your family members. You've been misunderstood or rejected, all right? You've done your best. you worked hard. But sometimes the enemy will come and say, you're just not good enough. You never will be good enough. That is a liar. He's a father of lies. Cut that thing off and stop uh, entertaining it in your mind, okay? Put on that helmet of God, helmet of salvation, and understand and know That you have the mind of Christ as you're in the word, as you're meditating on him, I want you to hear what he has to say, a promise to you in Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 35. Actually, let's go to verse 34. You know what? How about verse 33? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies you. Who is the one who condemns? Jesus Christ is he who died and was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Beloved, we have the high priest of our confession, our elder brother, our savior, our king, our created, our creator, who continually intercedes for us. All right? I know none of us knows really how to pray. We can pray in the spirit. Pray with understanding, pray alone. Where two or more are gathered, we can pray, but we must understand that the Spirit knows how to pray perfectly. And Jesus is standing. Right here it says, he intercedes for us. Listen to verse 35. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? God chose you as an object of his love. Did you know that? I didn't deserve it. You didn't deserve it, but he chose you. You are loved, absolutely loved, unconditionally loved. Not like the love of people whose love is conditional sometimes, who will love you or like you if you're kind to them or you give them something or do something or agree with them. No, no, not this is an agape love. This is perfect love. He loves us absolutely unconditionally. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. Who will separate us? So that tells us right here, we're going to deal with tribulation. We're going to have distress. We're going to collide with persecution. There will be collisions, times of plenty, lean times, times of famine, collisions, In war, the sword, but it is written in verse 37, but in all these things, all right, now this is God's word, this is the book of Romans, this is not my opinion, this is the word of God. In all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. I love what the King James says, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, no powers, nor things present, nor things to come, no height, okay, no depth, no any other creature, that's any created thing, can separate you and I from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord beloved the bride of Christ makes herself of no reputation but the world seeks power position influence and status there's collision there isn't there the bride of Jesus Christ pursues the presence of Jesus while the world is pursuing pleasure and ease and comfort there's a collision there but God said I'm going to give you the grace you can And you will overcome. You will be more than a conqueror. You will be far beyond the victim that you used to think that you were. No, trade that word victim for victor in Christ. Now, the bride's message of repentance of the cross will pierce and penetrate the hearts of people. Because she is not seeker friendly. Because she's not politically correct. She speaks the truth that in love, but the world's message in a worldly church in Christendom will be man-centered, they'll be smooth-talking, and they will appease the people. Beloved, love doesn't always look like love to some people. When Jesus overturned the tables of the money changers because The father's house of prayer had become a den of thieves. When he took that whip, he overturned everything. He embarrassed his disciples. Was that love? Of course it was. He was obeying his father. He did it twice in his ministry, the beginning of his ministry and the end of his ministry. And because of the love of God, because of his love for you and me, his jealous love, all right? If we're talking about it. Let's talk about it in terms of a husband and wife. That husband, when he loves his wife, he will do anything he can. He will be jealous. He will protect his wife from any other suitors that will try to come in and violate or take or abuse what belongs to him. That's our father. I know that that's um, a term in a marriage. But if we talk about the bride of Christ, Jesus is the bridegroom. And his jealous love is watching you, keeping you, and protecting you as you and I are colliding with indifference, as we are colliding with the spirit of Antichrist, as we are colliding with incompetence, injustice, fleshly, worldly, vulgar people. We love the people, right? We love the people, but There are things we hear and see that are painful, right? So we're colliding with those who are indifferent. We're colliding with injustice. We're colliding with jealousy, hate, worry, anxiety, upheaval, tyrannical legislation. We're colliding with people that are angry, that are dealing with uh, paranoia, Uh, that are dealing with depression. And by the grace of God, he has equipped us and the things he has allowed us each to walk through. All right? Again, we're under construction. We're a work in progress. We are the Lord's workmanship. We may be shattered, rejected, humiliated, bruised, broken, rejected, abused, misunderstood, falsely accused, and abandoned. But I promise you, as I read to you, Out of the book of Romans, none of these things can separate you from the love of God. And, beloved, let's end with this. He who has begun a good work in you will be faithful to bring it to a completion. And he also promised you, listen, he is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory why because the lord is our keeper beloved he loves you keep moving forward his throne is in motion jesus is coming keep looking up beloved in jesus name god bless you thank you john
3: Praise God that was an awesome message, and I'm so happy that um I was- yeah no thank you so much Sister Terry for taking the extra time. What a powerful blessing um i'm I'm actually considering with the with the time at three uh starting at seven to just run the show to ten I don't know um I just gotta anyway but thank you for this message Terry because let me let me tell you it was hitting, hitting on all eight cylinders for me um I'm not going to get into another testimonial, but I'm just here to say, it. boy, oh, my goodness, like, if I had a baseball in the top of my head, I was feeling like I needed to duck. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us tonight. What a powerful message. God bless you.
0: God bless you, John. God bless. Bye-bye.
3: God bless you all. Hang in there, folks. Um, you know, take this to heart. I'm, I'm even, I've even queued up. Just so you know, I've queued up Judges six through seven, chapter six of Judges, chapter six through seven about Gideon. I think we all need to probably read up on it a little bit, uh, get some of our courage back. Um, I think we're a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us are, you know, getting it from a lot of different directions. I can tell you that this job as the, you know, Monty Hall of all things. <laughs> this program <laughs> i can tell you folks man, when when we uh, go into the mode of uh inviting a, a new guest over to the program uh my goodness talk about walking into i mean it's like shadrach meshach and abednego are right there beside me hallelujah all right so uh yep yeah, we gotta just keep it together keep our heads down really drawing closer and just remember remember when you dork up when you dork up and you know that you've dorked up you know, maybe because you felt depressed, maybe because you just couldn't take it anymore, maybe because you just said, that's it, I can't stand it, I I can't believe the Lord has let this happen to me, I can't, you know, folks, we all go through these things. I'm the number one person. I'm raising my hand. I am the poster child for making these kinds of, you know, the things, you know, to making bad decisions, you know, and, and, and I'm just here to tell you, we're human we're going through a spiritual experience we need to to learn from those experiences correct our course confess of our sins and 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 our lord jesus is faithful and our father you know will is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness we are practicing righteousness as it says in first john 3 7 now it does say that you know he who sins willfully and habitually is of the devil will just understand that the lord has shown me it doesn't mean you're owned by the devil what it means is that you've been in influenced by the devil he got a hold of your short hairs, and, uh, you know, kind of dorked up for a little bit, you know, but whatever you do, do not quit. Do not quit. Keep on going because you will, you will prevail. And um, I think the message that uh, Sister Terry was talking, you know, using uh, analogously to the challenges that a lot of us are going through uh, will be captured very nicely uh, in the story about Gideon and Judges 6 through 7, probably a very short read with a super ultra powerful message. So anyway, God bless you all. i see it's sunday folks if you don't have off on mlk day god bless you hang in there if you're in corporate america corporate france corporate belgium corporate wherever corporate venezuela whoever corporate the philippines (laughs) whatever god bless you all hang in there keep your head down and remember you got the power in the name of the lord jesus christ behind you and just brush yourself off and keep on going confess your sins thank god for his incredible mercy thank you jesus for your great and you're um, and you're uh, 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 you know standing there in the courtroom courtrooms as our advocate. We just praise your holy name and thank you. If we only knew, uh, we'd be on our knees every day just worshiping him. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you all for joining us. We will see you Wednesday night, 7 p.m. East Coast of the United States of Babylon, the Great. Good night, everybody. God bless you. Mm.
5: Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners at the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise His holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure Until you come back for your bride to set her free Write our names in your book of life we are cleansed through your holy sacrifice as we lift your name on high. Renew our mind, renew our soul, remove the scars from our past and deem us righteous. We rebuke all deceptive lies. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me?
4: Till then,
5: we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then, we will endure. Until you come back for your bride. To set her free Watch us as we Trim our wicks Our lamps are full Our hearts are right Like those five wise Virgins we will be Your bride awaits Sleep patiently blessed sound the dead will rise the churches gather we're praying that we're worthy Lord to join our family when will your coming be when will your trumpet sound for me we will endure and while we wait we will bring forth the fruit of the light of
4: pride
5: when will your coming be when will your trumpet sound for me till then we will endure. you until you come back for your bride to set it free I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.